Davy Tanner. Davy Tanner. <laughs> That's not what I was going for, but it worked. That's nice. Uh, today we have a dear old friend from my childhood, Davy Tanner. So Davy is an old family friend. Uh, he's brothers with one of my high school best friends. And I've known him probably since I was nine or so. Recently, Davy has left the LDS faith and he's been going through that difficult transition. Luckily, he's had his wife to, to fall back on and go through it with. So that's good. Um, we talk a little bit about that. Well, actually, we talk a lot a bit about that. <laughs> I would say we quite we talked quite in depth about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So in today's episode, there is more uh, Mormon faith talk and our own experiences, and you know we talk very candid about it. So do hopefully that's that okay. Uh, yes. Do keep that in mind before you listen. Uh, anyway, we talk also a little bit about. Uh, our experiences together growing up and some stories from our childhoods. Some fun knee slapping stories. (laughs) Yes, and some shame, some deep, deep shame. So anyway, that's Davey Tanner on today's episode. I really hope you enjoy. He was like, yeah, millennials are starting to become middle-aged. And I was like, (laughs) so weird. Like middle-aged. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it, man. I turned 30 last year and it just feels like I did just graduated high school. That's how it feels. Well, you didn't. I know. It's it's been a long time. Oh, it's weird. Uh, I don't like it. Dude, uh, how about that? That's weird to me. Yeah. Do you feel like your things get sounding weird? No, I'm just, oh. when I talk like that, then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I try and, it's hard to find good I'll mic talk, placement. Talk like this, but secretly Side I'll be looking yeah. at yeah, 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 yeah. You, know. you need or, to get your chair, you Brad, to, like, you like shift right your whole self. I could run down and grab my chair. That way, that way we don't all have to kind of do one of these. It's all good. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, either way. Whatever. whatever. Uh, Next whatever time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, that's nuts that John. Yeah, so he's been out for like. Two years, three years. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I thought it was more recent than that. No, so. Or I'd assumed, I guess. He um, he said that there wasn't, like, one thing in particular that, like, he was like, oh, when I discovered polyandry, he bounced or whatever, but just started reading the gospel topic essays and slowly but surely. The church released essays is what pushed him out. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yep. Was Did he start <coughs> reading them... Because he had heard about them and that they were pulling people away from the church? Or, like, was he genuinely um, just like, oh, new information that I can learn about the church? I don't know for sure. Um, so when I asked him, like, what kind of spurred his journey for leaving, he's, he was like, it started, you know, 20 years ago. Because he travels oh, wow. uh, internationally a ton uh, for his work. And <clears throat> I guess, like, when... <clears throat> he would go down to Mexico and stuff like that for work. He he would see all these like Mayan and Aztec ruins and stuff, and um, he would just be like, "Wait, this doesn't align with Book of Mormon <laughs> theology at all," you know. And yeah. so like kind of those hints of doubt, I guess, were being planted back then. And so gotcha. once he discovered the um, gospel topic essays, he was like, "Okay, let's, <laughs> let's start digging into this a little bit deeper." So gotcha. It it wasn't uh, long thereafter that he decided to bounce. So, but he still goes to church like three out of the four. What? Weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Why? So, 
his wife. Commun- oh, okay, he has a fa- yeah. 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 That's hard. So Ugh. the wife is still fully entrenched, um, and so he goes to support her. But, honestly, but she knows where he is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. And honestly, I think it's a good thing that he goes because he just, like, plants these seeds <laughs> of doubt. Yeah. Like elders come and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. It's freaking hilarious. He was telling me about this one. Um, they were having a discussion in Elders Quorum and someone made the comment of like, yeah, the Catholic Church, they're dying, blah, blah, blah. They keep changing their doctrine and, and all this kind of stuff. And John <laughs> raises his hand and he's like, you know, it's funny when we change our doctrine, it's it's called like continuing revelation. And when other people do it, it's called apostasy. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, but <laughs> they don't get it. They yeah. don't get it. Yeah. Even that though, they can rationalize because it's like, yeah, ours is continuing revelation because we hold those keys. So right. it's totally fine if we change our Yeah, doctrine. that's not weird. Yeah. It's not weird at all. It's like, it's frustrating to think. And I used to do it too, so I get it. But it's so, you can mental gymnastics your yeah. way out of most things in Mormonism. It's yeah. frustrating. Yeah. It's frustrating. It's amazing is what it is. that Now that I'm out and I look back at things and I'm reading or or whatever, hearing new things from the church. And I'm like, I cannot believe, like I sent, I sent that quote to Cody this morning that from, God, I don't remember, Benson maybe. I think it was Benson that he said, that he was talking about the kids and the, the program. The, oh, the white and delight. Like the kids got more oh, white. Yeah, yeah. the children in the home adopted. placement program in Utah are often lighter than their brothers and sisters in the Hogan's on the reservation. <laughs> what? So messed up. You never heard that before? No. Oh, let me read the whole thing for you. <laughs> Do you know about that program? Mm, I don't think they so. Had a, they had a placement program for Native Americans. They would put them in homes of Mormons, white Mormons in Utah. And, oh, this is Spencer W. Kimball. So he goes on to say, at one meeting, a father and mother and their 16-year-old daughter were present. The little member girl, 16, sitting between the dark father and mother, and it was evident she was several shades lighter than her parents. On the same reservation, in the same Hogan, subject to the same sun, wind, and weather. That's so basically, want, this, so this girl, this girl was yeah. the only member of her family, and she had been living with a white Mormon family. And here is Holland, Kimball, Kimball. Kimball. <laughs> I can't remember anything. <laughs> Saying that she was several shades lighter than her family wonderful. because she was a Mormon. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. I remember hearing garbage. stories like that when I was younger, just like. When people would travel internationally and they'd be like, oh, we can tell you're Mormon because you glow. Yeah. You glow. Like, yeah. Yikes, dude. What's in the water? <laughs> Late in Utah, man. Fluoride. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it. It wasn't because we glow or the, how, what's the past tense of glow? Glowed. It's cause, it wasn't because we were glowing. It was because of how we dressed. Oftentimes you could see garments yeah. sticking out of someone's shirt. There oh, you go. double Or layer. like girls, the, the girls in high school and whatever the way they dress they're always wearing a sleeve that's at least covering their shoulder and mm-hmm. or pants like their shorts always go past their knee you know not <laughs> always I, but I'm that's so typical angry about because my body shape does not <laughs> do well with knee length shorts <laughs> <laughs> so i spent my best years Uh-oh. in the worst clothing for uh, me <laughs> yeah it's not great that's tough yeah. oh my gosh i've heard of like you know you hear from other people are like, yeah, when I saw Elder Holland in Desert Book, he was just so glowy mm. and just so whatever. I'm just like, wow. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly not because you know he's a prophet, you know. Yeah. I don't know. And I think uh, Mormons kind of perceive like that 
smiley attitude of just, yeah. that's my countenance, guys. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's like I'm smiley, so therefore I'm clean. Mm-hmm. I can't see about anything other than phony now. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. so that and even that mindset is so dangerous because you feel dangerous. like you should be yeah. able to trust a person mm-hmm. you know, and that's where yeah. people get abused. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, for Ugh. sure. Emotionally Definitely. as well. So mm-hmm. emotionally, physically. All of it. All of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Good Lord. <laughs> how long have you been out? Well, hang on a second. We're not okay. going to, we'll just like. Warm it up a little. Yeah. Harder. We, ha- we haven't mean? even, we haven't even introduced. We haven't done anything. Oh, what the? <laughs> Jesus. You just have a heart attack? <sighs> yeah. You, could, you were just smote by God. <laughs> I was. He knew I was going to say, ah, oh, fuck right after. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he, ah, Jesus. He makes bad things happen so that you'll <laughs> so do that you will do the bad and thing. Then he can punish yeah. you. Yeah. That sounds that about right. That sounds like Satan. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't get God. I don't get the concept of God now. Anyway, uh, yeah. So today we have my good old friend Davy Tanner. What's up? So this is interesting, though. So you guys are neighborhood. Grown-up mm, friends, yeah. and me and Kelsey are neighborhood yeah. friends. How fun! Yeah, that is yeah. funny. A lot of history about that. It is. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of history, like <laughs> yep. more than we could even cover today. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> would you Would you say the Tanners are your oldest friends? Yeah, probably. And I would say Kelsey is my yeah. oldest friend. That's crazy. Sure. Yeah. Full show, full show. Okay. Okay. Connections. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, as Liz said, Davy is my old uh, ward pal. Mm-hmm. Lived just around the corner from me. Um, from the time I was in second grade. Oh, so long, long time. Yeah. <laughs> you moved from Arizona, right? Yeah, we came from Arizona. We lived in Sandy for a couple of years, and then I moved. When I was four, we moved from Arizona, and then we moved to Layton when I was seven. Gotcha. Yeah, so, hell yeah. Okay, can I tell you a really random... This is my oldest memory of Brad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think I know what it is, and it's not going to be good. No, it's, it's probably not the one that you're thinking. It's probably not the one you're thinking. Um, elementary school, you were probably in fifth grade. So I was two years younger than that, third grade. I remember seeing you in the hall, and you had a red shirt on with flies, and it said... <laughs> Like buttoned question mark and I was like, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> but I think it means like the buttons on your pants. Like, are you like buttoned or something like that? Do you remember that shirt? Uh, no, I have no that's memory my, of this. That's my uh, earliest memory of Brad Eves right there, because like funny. his shirt didn't make sense to me, and I was like, buttons. What does that mean? Buttons? Oh like, yeah, okay, I get it. Like like, is like your, pant is your button. Fly, yeah. Is your fly buttoned? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, but your fly is your zipper, isn't it? I have no so idea. also that. Well, yeah, but sense. some. Fly on your pant is like four buttons, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's but, weird. Yeah. yeah. What a weird shirt. Super Especially random. for a look. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't remember this shirt at all. Really? So that's funny. Okay. Now, know. Brad, share your, your story that you thought. <laughs> yeah. <it was. laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be the one where I stole from Johnny at scout camp one year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's the one he, he, he thought of that when I said, I think I, yeah, yeah he knew what I was talking How about. Would you still? <sighs> so, Dinero. Yeah, it was oh, money. money. It ended up being money. I didn't know what it was. I I had the I'm like a Sticky I was a fingers. terrible person growing up. Dude, you're fine, man. Oh, you're just a cute. I don't like it. Let's, then that's the show. Let's go home, everybody. Brad's <laughs> no, I I don't know why because Johnny was my friend, and I just I think I knew there was money in there, and I wanted money. I don't know. I feel like the biggest asshole about it now. Yeah, you're fine, man. No worries. It's probably something I'll never forget or ever do again. 
So how old were you? Twelve. It's probably mm-hmm. your first scout camp, I would say. Probably. Yeah. Because I wasn't even there yet. So. God, I'm such an asshole. Dude, you're fine, man. That's <laughs> probably one of my least favorite things I've ever Dude, done. Don't even really? Worry about it. Stole from a friend. <laughs> I've never even heard yeah. that story. Ten years together, I've never yes, heard you that have. story. You have heard that story. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I guess. That's, I really don't feel like I've heard that you stole money from Johnny. I would say that's my mo- one of my most shameful But you returned things. it. You returned it. I did, but only because got I caught? got caught, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <sighs> yeah. I, I remember you also would zip tie the inside of the tents yep. when you camp. <laughs> Because you didn't want any of the leaders opening the zipper in the morning. Oh, so for my own tent. In? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because one year um, I was sleeping in the nude and I think it was, <laughs> yeah. I think it was, uh, well, I won't say names. One of the leaders came in and like grabbed my sleeping bag and like oh, ripped it upside God. down and I'm holding on. I'm like, I'm not God. <laughs> and then he just dropped me and walked out. So I'm like, that's not ever happening to me again. Why, this is- why are you sleeping naked when you're camping? Is that I don't know. Cold? <laughs> well, I think. I mean, no, other people were in the tent. We all, I think, I wasn't the only one doing it. It just, we were all. <laughs> okay. You know, so okay. It was from the orgy we had just had the night before. You so know? Right. 12 year olds. <laughs> I thought you were referring to, because we would also go out in the middle of the night and zip tie other people's tents yeah, closed yeah. and then collapse them on yeah, them. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do they get out? You'd, they'd have to be saved, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Just let them Good storm. luck, bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See you in the morning. Yeah, 3 a.m. and they can't get out till 8. Oh, my God. Or we wouldn't collapse. Sometimes we wouldn't collapse and we would just zip tight and they're stuck in the morning. I think that's funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of sad that our kids won't have that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we kids you, still put them in scouts. Yeah. But well, not even I don't know what scouts is going to be in 12 yeah. years. I don't even think the... Uh, Mormons do scouts. They don't. No, they're out they completely now. They have their own version from that's what right. I've heard. Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. Which is probably not very fun compared to normal scouts. No, it's not. Even It's all about spiritual growth. Yeah, and, I figured. Yeah, I'm sure they'll do camping and stuff, but it's mm-hmm. not going to be merit badges and first aid and shooting guns and bows. And yeah. That sucks. It does. I love scouts growing up. It was mm-hmm. one of my favorite thing to look forward to every summer. Yeah. My favorite girls camp was going to, to a, a boys. boys scout camp. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Like, we, okay. what was, do you remember what it was called? It was Hunt. Yeah, Camp Hunt up Bear in Lake. Bear Lake. So we I got never went to, to go, that one. We got to go canoeing and shoot guns, or slingshots. Did we have guns? Shli- yeah, well, yeah, we didn't slingshot. trust the girls with fun. guns. Yeah. <laughs> it was so fun, and I was so mad that we couldn't do that all the time. It's like most of the time at girls camp, which our leaders were cool and they wouldn't make us do crafts and stuff. They would like hide with us to not have to do crafts. <laughs> but it was like such stupid stuff at girls camp. Like, oh, let's make these crafts that we're just going to throw Paint away. Paint this right rock. Yeah. Put under a pillow to remember to pray. <laughs> I mean, we did shit like that at scout camp too. But, yeah, but we didn't. at least we had carving tools and wood. But yeah. No. We didn't get yeah. to do much adventure. Mm, that's no. too bad. Yeah. I will say I was always a little bit jealous when we were at the church on Tuesday or Wednesday and the girls were doing like crafts, crafts or like yeah, making cookies would. or something. And I'm like, well, I want a freaking cookie and do that. And we're just playing basketball. But for the most part, I'm so glad I was a boy yeah. scout and not a young woman. Oh, you're woman. so glad that you had the authority? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of it. Hey, I didn't give you permission to talk. <laughs> All right. So anyway, back to Davey. We have Davey here oh, today. <laughs> What do you want to know? 
I want to know every well, detail of every aspect of your life. Start right when you were born. Life. Yeah, let's start yeah. from before you were born. <laughs> conception. I want to know about <laughs> what your parents were doing, where they were. <laughs> how good was it? You know. Side note. <laughs> Feels weird talking about <laughs> your random, parents like that. <laughs> random side note. Um, that Halloween party was probably one of the funnest nights of my life. Wow, really? That's good. Yeah, oh, wow. Honestly. I'm so glad. I still get like, like, uh, the word just like i'm like man i wish i could like redo that because it was so much fun. there will be more there yeah. will be more parties cool. at the house cool. yeah, yeah i don't know summertime's like, good too yeah, yeah. Go yeah. Out yeah. Back. perfect yeah perfect. we just lay in the grass and yeah you know yeah. do stuff brad, brad runs <laughs> around us with a can of bug spray to yeah create a i fog the air to keep the mosquitoes, mosquitoes away uh-huh. yeah are they pretty bad where you live Sometimes, yeah. Not always. Yeah. I was surprised this last summer wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah, it really wasn't. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was raining a lot, too, so you'd think it would be oh, bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a way wet spring, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah. We'll have more. Don't worry. Cool. They're fun. Yeah. No, that was like, it was fun. I'm so glad, because it looked like, yeah. I felt bad, because you and your brother were just sitting in the library with your... Oh, well, your uh, wife and his yeah. date, I don't know, his, his girlfriend, girlfriend, I guess, yeah. And I'm like, oh, they look like they're not having fun. And it made <laughs> no, me feel that was bad. like one of the funnest nights of my life. That's so good. Yeah. I'm so glad. Yeah. And we introduced you to an IPA. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty strong. I've had, it, I've had it before, <laughs> but yeah. That not, was a strong one. It's all right. I mean, I'm not uh, a real big beer drinker right now. I wasn't either when we started. Yeah. I was like Red's Apple Ale. <laughs> it's and, a journey. And yeah. candy wines. Okay. Now I can't Arbor drink. Mist. I can't even have a sip of a Red's Apple Ale. Oh, it, really? Like it's so sweet. Nice. It gave me instant heartburn. Oh, it's terrible. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that sounds terrible. So lately, um, as of like probably two or three months ago, I started doing no gluten and no dairy. And so beer... As mm. like, so I haven't really yeah. even tried to all like, gluten. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Kelsey's no gluten. What do you drink? Liquor. Um, yeah, liquor. wines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, wine and liquor. Yeah, she has beer sometimes. Well, I guess yeah. they're probably more fruity. I yes, I like the sours that I've had, including the one that you and Cam made, mm-hmm. and I like some that are fruity. I actually have even really liked, um, like Jen gets really dark ones and Stouts? some of hers I've oh, yeah. liked, but not all of them. For sure. Not all of them. A stout is, so. you have to be in the right mood for a stout. I think, yeah. I think you got to get on draft. Yeah. Actually, and also on draft, it's way better. Do you remember at Roosters on B street when I think Cam picked all of my flight for mm-hmm. me? Yeah. Those were all pretty good. Roosters I, makes good I beer. Wish, I wish that I could drink more beer cause I like it, but yeah. I, I just know gluten messes with my body. So yeah. I try not to. That's unfortunate. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. I would do if I couldn't have gluten in my life. It's hard sometimes. So how come you did drop gluten then? Dude, um, my mission, man. So I've had like digestive problems since Guatemala. Wow. Oh, wow. 10 years ago, like it started, um, where it's just like things aren't working like they were when I was 18 (laughs) before I went to South or Central America, you know, you drink coffee. Um, I did for a little bit and I got to the point where like, I didn't even hate it anymore. Like I actually (laughs) liked it. Um, but then, um, I was reading that like the acidity can actually mess with like my GI tract as well. Mm. So I was going to say coffee could help keep you regular too. Yeah. Oh, it's keeps me (laughs) very regular. Yeah. But, um, 
No, so I've self-diagnosed what I have is called leaky gut, which is basically like sounds made up. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More, more and more mainstream doctors are talking about it now. If uh, that makes yeah. you feel better. Yeah, yeah. but um, I'm not saying it is made up. No, I'm saying it sounds cool. like yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah, have a Latin name. It's yeah, not real, yeah. you know. Just leaky gut. Yeah. That's leaky. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know if you want me to go in. Are we recording right now? Should yeah, I we go have. into this. We've been recording. Okay. You can, I won't. I won't go into. You can go into whatever you want to go okay. into. I won't go into it. But basically, um, no gluten and no dairy helps. Um, I feel just a hundred percent better. I feel That's good. I feel better now than I ever have throughout this whole ten year stint. Wow, so, wow. Yeah. that's great. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. good. And I th- there's reasons for that with the gluten and dairy, but we won't jump into that. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think <laughs> triggered that on your mission? I personally think that I had just kind of like underlying issues of it all throughout my life and mm-hmm. then just like the toxins and the freaking stress of being mm, down yeah, there that's um, true. i first noticed it when i was in my first area and in my first area uh, my first few companions were only spanish speaking and mm. i had only been learning spanish for two months yeah. you know? <laughs> so it's like literally two months and so it's like there was zero communication and that's really tough like if you've never done that before to where like you can't communicate with anyone yeah except for like uh emails once a week and p day once a week you know when you get together with other missionaries um or like district whatever it's called district meeting Mm -hmm. on wednesdays or whatever um it's tough you know it's really tough to not be able to communicate you guys didn't do district meeting on your p day no we did. Oh, really? Why? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why every P day. W- that's what I'm saying. We had to have our district meeting, and then we could do our stuff, and then we had to go back to work at five. That sucks. Yeah, I hated that it. Sucks. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's not easy getting into a country no. where you can't. Yeah. yeah. So it was that. Um, the food is completely different. The water is not clean. You know, and so like you go to, you know, some random person's house or a member's house or whatever, and they're like, "Here, let me open up this faucet and." Here's the water, you know, it's just like, oh man. So that would just like wreck me. Um, You know, I was freaking bathing with buckets, you know, I had one big bucket to hold all the water and then like a little bowl to like, you know, and there's cockroaches everywhere. There's no running water. Um, It's a cement uh, like block, you know, those. Yeah. And so it's like one of those buildings. And so it's the middle of that your whole mission. You guys didn't have a shower. Uh, Most of it. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. and so this this building this house that we lived in um would just like trap all the heat so it just like Mm -hmm. it was just like a freaking oven in there and so it just like bake in the sun all day you know and then at 10 o'clock at night it's still 96 degrees inside you know and there's one fan between two of us you know so it's like (laughs) just getting you just for a half second as it rotates (laughs) back and forth so it's like, it's that, it's missing my family. It's like my family sending me pictures of 4th of July, having mm-hmm. barbecues. And I'm just like, dude, oh, what am I doing, man? That, that's, that's why I bounced early. <laughs> that was like one of the hardest days on my mission was the 4th of July because it was on a Monday. Oh. So we went to Walmart to do our shopping and everyone's there like buying food. for. And I was just like, oh, I yeah. love the 4th of July yeah. and I can't even talk to my family today. Yeah. Like. It just sucked. Bummer, bummer. <laughs> well, if you go now, you can talk to your family anytime you, or yeah. once a week, right? You can call? Once no, I think it's, I think it's, 
like every day. I thought it was just I once a week. Now you can make a phone call if you wanted, but we'll get it in the fact Maybe check. I'm wrong. Yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah. I think it's once a week, but I could be wrong too. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking it was more often, but maybe I'm wrong. So yeah, in a long way to answer your question, I think that's what uh, kind of caused it. Stress and the toxins. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I Like I said before, I felt I feel better now than I have in years. So. That's good. That's good. Yeah, it's awesome. Cool. Dang. Yeah. I feel bad about the whole bucket thing. Yeah, I know there was guys nuts. on my in my area that had to shower that way, mm-hmm. but we had... The ho- the little tiny house we lived in, we had a running water shower. Nice. But the, the only way you get hot water is this thing that connected yeah. to the shower head yeah. Yeah. with like 220 run yeah. into it yeah. and it always freaked me out. I don't think yeah, I ever used the hot on like, that. Like, like, like it's going to electrocute me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. Wasn't yeah. there somebody who, a Mormon missionary who died in the last year because Electrical he was electrocuted in the shower. by yeah. that? Wow. Yeah, I don't think I ever, I may have turned it on once and then was like, not worth yeah, it. Yeah, that would scare It's so hot here anyway. Hot water doesn't yeah. really. <laughs> you don't yeah. need it. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. it's kind of a bummer that um, with all the money the church has that they can't take care yeah. of their soldiers. They don't have that much. It's only a hundred billion. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> I mean, that's We're not, freaking with us. inflation and it's not later in the future, that's not going to be that much money. There you go. There you go. Yeah, but I don't know. They can't, they can't take care of the soldiers, man. It's yeah. No. We they can't even pay for them to be out there. No, frick. And uh, we were sleeping on like flea ridden mattresses and yeah. getting flea bites everywhere and it's gross crazy yeah, but were you blessed yeah well, do you have all the blessings yeah, though apparently yeah, very blessed very i blessed. was told i did i don't yeah. know yeah my gi track might think otherwise but, yeah yeah still 10 years later having problems yeah it's crazy it's were, were you one of those like super pumped to go no okay. no i um i I told my parents, so when I was 18, you know, I was going through my, you know, rebellious teen, whatever phase. And, um, I remember talking with my mom and my dad and just being like, look, a mission is not for me. Like, I don't, I don't feel a mission is right. Um, I still want to do other things. Like I still want to, I, I was down to do like Habitat for Humanity, go on like, Serve, that been like, way better. serve people you know i was like even the military like i'm fine to give back but i just don't feel like um the mission is for me um and so like from there it was like yeah like i like i want to take responsibility for my actions too i'm not going to say like other people made me do it like right. I'm, I'm gonna take responsibility for like what i did but there was definitely like underlying pressure to go yeah so it's like it is what it is you know in the end i decided to go you know and that was a decision that i made um but with how certain family members are reacting to my leaving the church now i don't feel like the consequences would have been that great had Mm -hmm. i chosen to not go so yeah that's all i'm Mm -hmm. saying on that Mm -hmm. yeah well having been having been an early return missionary i definitely get that it's my immediate family was great with it my extended family, not so much. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, you get a, a black X next to your name forever. Yeah, oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. Dating dating girls was nearly impossible. As soon as they their parents would find out that I was an early return, they would... Yeah, something's wrong with you. Oh, my dad said I can't date you anymore. I can't go out with you even the first time. Like, I'd mm-hmm. ask this. There was one girl I asked right before I met Liz, and she said, my dad my dad said I can't go out with you. And I'm like, Are, your dad runs your life? What is yeah, this? there you go, yeah. <laughs> So Liz's parents told her same things. 
Like, they told me I couldn't go on a family vacation unless I dumped Brad. Oh, wow. Whoa, I don't know really? that I've heard that before. Plot intense. twist. I yeah. went and I brought Brad. And I came. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... That's, That's awesome. why I love Liz. She didn't, <laughs> she never was, her life was never run by her parents where no, everybody I mean, else, their life was. And yeah. it I mean, just gross. They bless their souls. And it's so, 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 so much better now. But at one point my dad gave me a blessing that I would like be impressed to leave Brad. Nice. I mean, this was before <laughs> yeah. we were married. But oh, is that what that God wants make, you to say to her yeah. right now? Yeah. Right. Like I couldn't. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to have my own feelings. They knew what was best, which I think is typical with parents. But yeah. they really, really put a lot of weight on him being an ret- early return missionary. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The thing that drove me nuts about that is that they preach so much that they believe in Jesus and they believe in the atonement and they mm-hmm. believe in forgiveness mm-hmm. unless right. it pertains to literally anybody in the world. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like crazy. the atonement only exists if you've done something wrong. Yep, mm-hmm. for sure. Then you're like, oh, I... I used the atonement and then, oh, you came home early from your mission. You're a terrible person. You didn't even do anything bad. Yeah. Yeah, I had sex one time. Well, okay, twice, but with one person in one day. Maybe if you were like, had a little stint in jail, maybe I could be like, oh, okay. If I were a parent, maybe the, you know, my kids dating the kid that's went to jail, I'd be a little bit more concerned, but. I mean, I had been arrested at some point, but it was for underage driving. That's not the same thing. Oh, jeez. If I had been arrested for like grand larceny or if I had like, was on a sex offender list and that would be one thing but like i was a teenage boy at one point and that's why i couldn't date you that's that that didn't that doesn't make any sense anyway sorry to get off on me but no i understand that that's crazy Um, and the pressure to go because for sure um kind of going along with that same topic i heard while i was listening to uh an interview with elder bednar a few weeks ago and he was talking about like agency and he's like well it's it's agency as long as you choose this path. <laughs> oh like, my God. As yeah. long as you choose, yeah. it's agency to choose the correct way. And I was like, what? That makes no goddamn sense. What? My mind was blown. That's I was like, crazy. Dude. So it's agency to choose one thing and that's it. You know? Yeah. As long yeah. as it's what God or the church it's wants what, you to yeah, do. Yeah. It's what the church wants. That's agency. So you get to choose that one thing. And if mm-hmm. you don't, you're not. It's not agency. Not well, and along with that too, is that what they say God is, is omniscient, that he knows everything that's going to happen. Omniscient and omnipotent. Right. But one is all powerful. The other one is all knowing. Right. Like he already knows everything that's going to happen. So if that's the case, how can you say God already knows what's going to happen and we have free agency? Right. Yeah. That's a, that doesn't, my wife talks that about doesn't jive lot. at all. Yeah. My wife talks about that a lot. It's kind of her reason for being agnostic is, yeah. is that very thing right there. So yeah, yeah. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh man, she's uh, she's already at agnostic. <laughs> I started I started with church isn't true, but God is. Yeah. Bible, Jesus, and then I'm like, so then I started reading Bible, and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> God isn't real. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I, argument to be made. I don't know. Yeah, I got to agnostic pretty quick. So mine was a little. Mine was like a two year tr- slow transition where Mm -hmm. I realized like people can be good outside of the church. And then I realized I was miserable trying to be happy in the church. So I decided to stop going. And then, um, I, then I read the CES letter, like literally the two days after I consciously decided to stop trying to go to church. Mm -hmm. 
And then, um, so then... Can I call a timeout? Yes. <laughs> How did you find the CES letter? So my sister, Heidi, I don't know if she was also at the Halloween party. I'm not sure if you met her. But she was. She was drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Don't base, if you did see her, don't base you your, your opinion off yeah, of her. Yeah. Literally, you yeah. didn't meet Heidi. I, I don't remember much from that night either, so... Um, so anyways, my sister, Heidi, that same summer... Um, had met this guy. I think she was set up with him on like a blind date and he was telling her about, he, he is like super into church history in the last 10 years has been researching it like crazy. And so they started going out and he would tell her just like, I think he thought that she knew a lot of the stuff. So he mm -hmm. wasn't like bringing it up to try and get her to leave. He would just mention things like, Joseph Smith marrying a 14 year old and yeah. stuff like that. And, <laughs> um, so anyway, she started like talking to him more and then he introduced her to the CES letter, I think. And I actually remember, I didn't know what she was reading, but one Sunday we were going to meet our cousins to hang out and, um, <laughs> and the whole drive there, she was just on her phone and I was like, what are you reading? Like that was super unusual for mm -hmm. her to just be on her phone when we're with family and she was like, oh, it's just some letter some guy wrote about, like, issues he has with the church. And I was like, okay, whatever. So then several months later, actually, it was probably a couple months later, that's when I left. And, and then I was like, what was that uh, letter you were reading a couple months <laughs> ago? I see, I see. So, um, yeah, so I read it. I read half of it in one night. And then at the time I was working for myself, I was doing, like, leather work stuff. So I was by myself all day, every day at work. So I just listened to probably months yeah. of just listening to different podcasts and nice. stuff about it. So um, in the beginning, I was so interested in learning about the history and the stuff that I didn't know about that I was like getting anxiety trying to address the God issue. Mm -hmm. So I put it on the back burner very consciously, like yeah, I'm going to still believe and, but I don't have time to think about this right now. So then after probably two or three months of just devouring as much as I could about church history, then I was like, okay, now I feel ready to like look into whether I believe there's a God. So I did and came to the conclusion that, you can't prove it either yeah, way yeah. and I'm fine with that. Like I'm fine not knowing if there is a God because no one can know if there yeah, is. Yeah. And let me clarify. I, I would say that I'm atheist to the biblical God in the same way I'm atheist to Odin. Like I don't believe that the God of the Bible is a, is a real thing. I don't, and maybe he is, maybe there, maybe there is, but it's been so perverted and every, every, all the stuff in the Bible that is, people are saying is God saying you can't be this or that is not a God. That's man saying, I don't understand who you are. Therefore God says it's bad. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's, that, that that's yeah. the, in the way that I would say that I'm atheist, yeah. but otherwise I would, I would probably more identify as agnostic that yeah. Yeah, that's great. no one's proven it. And if someone brings me good proof, then like, yeah, right. cool. There's you a God. Evaluate. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's how I feel. So why do you think that some people can research the same history, the same church history that you did and still stay in the church? Um, fear. 
Good fucking question. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of it is fear. Well, I mean, I um, yeah. So I have two two thoughts. One is that a lot of people don't allow themselves to look into that and learn church history because fear. They're Mm -hmm. scared, right? So then, when they do read it, if they happen to read it they're not reading it from a point of, I'm curious to know what it is. They're reading it and they're being like, oh, this isn't real. This is anti-Mormon right. literature. Sorry, anti-Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints <laughs> literature. Therefore, it's not true and it's from the devil. Yeah. And there, we're also taught, like, from the time we're so little, mm-hmm. that bad feelings come from Satan. And so oh. if you're reading yeah. something that makes you feel bad because you're experiencing cognitive Doubt. dissonance <laughs> and logic, <laughs> then you're like, ooh, that's, I have a bad feeling. I can't read this because it's giving me a bad feeling. So yeah, I think that's sure. a part of it. But then a lot of people do. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Gross, Brad. Gross. These are brand new socks, I I think. I think. I think they're brand new. (laughs) Mismatched. Are they? They're not brand new. (laughs) They are clean. Um, What is your theory on that? Well, I want to just finish up what you were saying. Um, Um, Oh, yeah. So I was was saying um, that... A lot of people do research it and do say that it strengthens their testimony in the church. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I just think that those people are afraid of it not being true. Literally, your eternal salvation is at Mm -hmm. risk. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't emphasize enough how scary that is to all of a sudden be so unsure about your own eternal salvation. It's the ultimate bargaining chip. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think a lot of them just make it work in their head. Like, yeah, Joseph Smith married a 14-year-old, but it's okay because God asked him to. Mm-hmm. And and that even proves he was a great prophet because he didn't want to do it, but he yeah. followed God's command. He always said he didn't want to, so, oh, I really don't want to marry this 14-year-old, but God said. Yeah. I guess, we, tell him, uh, I guess we justify the fact that Nephi cuts a dude's head off for no reason at all. True. Just because God told him to. Yeah. Thou shalt not murder unless I tell you to. Right. Yeah. There is yeah. no right way to it's do a hard. wrong thing. There is no. Oh, read I that quote the other day, <laughs> and then there's a list of things that. <laughs> That's funny. One of them was that Nephi cut off a man's head for no reason. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, one thing that kind of makes me nervous is the church, as I'm told, I don't know this for a fact, I'm told that they are now. Uh, kind of inoculating younger kids with this mm. scary unknown right. air quotes um, doctrine so that because I think for a lot of people myself included the shock factor of discovering it yes. is kind of mm-hmm. what propelled like for me I felt lied to you know mm-hmm. for me I felt deceived I felt manipulated yeah but if it's something that you know your entire life that just yeah. married a 14 yes. year old then you won't feel you know, deceived or manipulated. Yeah, hence you know? the essays. It's innocuous. Well, and they'll tell they'll tell people as they're these kids as they're teaching it that well, and it was a different time, and people married fourteen. No, they didn't. Right. Like, yeah. I hate when apologists use that that it, people got married at fourteen in that time. Well, one, that's not true. That may have happened in very small instances, but it was another fourteen or sixteen year old that they were marrying, not a thirty five year old man who also had another wife. Yeah. Thirty seven. Yep. Yeah, it just like. Ugh. Yeah. No, there's nothing that makes that okay. And I don't understand to also kind of touch on your question about 
how it can strengthen, strengthen people's testimonies. That I don't understand. How can Brigham Young say that people live on the sun because it wasn't created in vain? How is that strengthening your testimony? Yeah. <laughs> how is Joseph Smith saying that, that, the, that there are Quaker-like people who are really tall living on the moon mm-hmm. not... How is that strengthening your testimony? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's he super- preached that as if it was real and yeah. doctrine. Yep, and so you're just supposed to believe each each day's prophet as what it is, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't know. But yeah, it's like if, if you try to bring up, oh, so, you know, back in like the 60s, mm-hmm. they were teaching this extremely racist doctrine, and if they could have been wrong then, yeah, what sure. is who's the, to say they're not wrong now? What is the current prophet possibly wrong about? And it's like mm-hmm. they do not want, they do not like that thought that they might be following wrong, basically yeah. doctrine that will be condemned later. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think the the ultimate cop out is like, like we talked about earlier. I don't know if we were recording then, but just like they can have that continuing continuing right. revelation, yeah. you know, and it's cool. You yeah, know, it's it's all good. It's it's a living and breathing. Uh, the restoration is continuing to happen church, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's kind of a double-edged sword yeah. in yeah. my opinion anyways. So, yeah, I guess on one hand it is good that they stop teaching wrong ethically or, or morally wrong doctrine, um, because they have continuing revelation. It would just be nice if they weren't 50 years behind. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, they're societal. They're still still very far behind. That was a a big proponent for me leaving the church because I was like, once I discovered all these things, kind of like the pattern of them being, you know, 50 years behind, I'm like, why wouldn't Jesus Christ, one true church, be at the forefront of all? Yeah, it should have been 2,000 years ago. They should have been saying racism is wrong, slavery is wrong, sexism is wrong. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. That's just my opinion. For sure. You know, maybe God was telling them all along, but these weak men just weren't listening. <laughs> yeah, and that's a cop So then why too. didn't God strike them down? He can flood the entire earth and literally murder yeah. everybody because they were doing some wicked things, but the men who aren't telling their followers that slavery is wrong, is that, that's okay. Marrying 14-year-olds, that's okay. Yeah, doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Yeah. I think, so kind of going along with the, the 14-year-old thing, uh, my wife was telling me this story, so I don't have, like, the, the reference or anything. Um, but one of the girls that Joseph proposed to, I believe she was, like, 16, um, she felt, like, uncomfortable about the whole situation. She's like, ooh, I don't know about, you know, marrying the prophet. I'm kind of young and stuff. She was cornered by Joseph and Brigham to accept the proposal um, but she like felt really uncomfortable about it. So she's like, let me go home and pray about it. Um, and so when she went home, she told her brother and that's why one of the mobs was formed. Uh-huh. Oh, and they tarred and feathered him. Because yeah. that's why they tarred and feathered him. Huh. But like the church kind of leaves that detail out. Yeah. Like I said, I don't <laughs> kind have the of? resource. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have that resource. I didn't read the story myself. Um, that's just what I'm told, but I'm mm. like, yeah. No, I've read makes, that. I've read yeah, about that before. That makes yeah. more sense. Now that right. I have the full story, it kind of yes. makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Why these random dudes <laughs> would just go and, you know, pull this dude out yeah. of his house and tar and feather him. Like, okay. Yeah. They weren't just sense. doing it because they're like, you believe in God. That's different from mine. Right. No, people weren't persecuting that heavily just because he believed differently. Yeah. 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 So crazy. Know. Yeah. So, uh, back to my question a long time ago, how, how 
long has it been since you left? For sure. So I would say I mentally left in July of last year. Okay, um, so fairly. Yeah. Recent. So I can kind of get into the story of how that all happened if yeah. you want. Yeah, for sure. That's why you're here. Um, so it kind of all starts with the birth of our daughter, Emery. Um, she... Once she was born, my wife, Sierra, had, like, a ton of time at home to just be reading and mm. stuff like that. Um, and so... Wait, what? <laughs> what is this? A baby at home and Tons you have a ton of time, of time to do something <laughs> other than help the baby? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what... Okay. Side note. Like, my wife, she's like... I don't know. She's like... Uh, we only have one kid, but she's like, mm-hmm. being a mom's pretty easy. I don't know. It's kind of like... It's not hard. Yeah. But it know. is. Like, it's... But yeah. Like, you hear, like, Opa, she's like, oh, she's a mom. It's the hardest job in the world. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Maybe if you have, like, 30 kids. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not the hardest job. I don't... That's just my... Okay. I won't even get into that. <laughs> but anyways, so... I get what you're saying. Yeah. I don't think being a parent is, like, crazy hard. I mean, it is stressful. it's not hard for you it's to tiring. show up. It's not hard for you to get out of bed and... Right. Yeah. That... I guess, yeah. You know what I mean? But also, when we have just one at home, it is exponentially it's easier. It's so much easier when there's just one, for sure, yeah. For sure, definitely. Yeah. So, I'm not, I'm not trying to take anything Also, when they're anyone. infants, it is really easy. Yeah, yeah. and you don't even yeah, realize sure. that until they're older. And yeah. You're like, oh, man. Yeah. No, I was, okay. I was just kidding. I was just, I was just joshing with Sorry you. Sorry if that was offensive. No, <laughs> it wasn't at all. It wasn't at all. I was just kidding. Anyways, so she had lots of time. And so, here's... So to kind of give even more uh, backstory, my wife and I, we were super, super active. Um, I'm a very goal-oriented person, and so I always had the goal. So I read the Book of Mormon every single day for seven and a half years before I started this journey. Wow. Didn't miss a day. Um, I would read other things too, but I wanted to adhere to President Monson's counsel of we need to read the Book of Mormon every single day. So Mm -hmm. even though I wanted to read other books and Doctrine and Covenants and all that kind of stuff, I would still read at least something of the Book of Mormon. Mm -hmm. Um, I studied the gospel in Spanish every single day. We went to the temple once a month. Um, I did indexing once a month. Um, What is indexing? Uh, like uh, you weren't a real Mormon if you don't know what index. I left family. a long time ago. <laughs> family history. Oh, okay. So I family history. Once That's what I was thinking it was, yeah. but I wasn't sure. Um, it's it's specifically where you're like going through old like consensus yeah. reports, yeah. Mm-hmm. and you're documenting like this person's name. This is what they put on the consensus report. Oh, so it's just so, more free labor labor yes, for the and church. The church sells that information. I believe. I guess I should preface that Fact check it that they <laughs> sell that information to other genealogy websites so oh so guaranteed they sell it they're not just get, it's not. getting free labor and then making yeah. a profit off of it that's so, hilarious you know um, sounds about right <laughs> yeah so let's see read the patriarchal blessing once a month um oh, oh my, i have a question don't okay. forget where you are okay but so my patriarchal blessing i one of the things that I dislike the most about the church looking back now is the shame and guilt that I constantly felt like I wasn't good enough. Mm. So one of those things was my patriarchal blessing. Like I would read it and I was like, this is the most boring thing. Like I can't get anything <laughs> spiritual out of this. Yeah. But of course I never thought it was the blessings fault. It was my fault. Like yeah. I wasn't spiritual enough yeah. to understand what I was supposed to get out of it. Yeah, so did sense. you feel similar or did yours actually have interesting mm, things in it? It was very generic. Um, like there were, I mean, just like with any, you know, horoscope, you can apply certain things to mm, your life, yeah. you know? And so it was, 
I don't know. There were parts of it. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like maybe that's just a blessing that won't come until heaven, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, it was pretty generic. <laughs> there was nothing too crazy. You know, the, the dude that gave it to me, was like, you know, mission, marriage, college, you know? So it's like, okay, yeah. it's you very know, generic. whatever. Real quick for listeners who don't know, I'm trying to be better at giving context. A patriarchal blessing is um, basically in Mormonism, you believe that this specific man, the patriarch, has special divine connection, kind of. So they'll give you a blessing, <laughs> and in this blessing, it it's talks the shaman. About, it is the shaman yeah. 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 of the stake. Or the seer point. from Odin. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Not so, Odin, Norse. Yeah, seer. Seer song. Mm. But not as cool. <laughs> Usually just a really old dude. Yeah, white really, dude. really old white dude. <laughs> um, so the blessing is supposed to like basically talk about your life and like what's going to happen. A and blueprint kind of for what life. Path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good. So point. long as you're worthy. Yes. And you yeah, worthy. mine specifically was reminding me to be modest. There you go. And <laughs> at this point, I was like, I am always modest. There you go. Nice. <laughs> nice. I was pissed off. <laughs> So yeah, a lot of them end up being very generic and uninteresting, so. Yeah, so continuing, um, did all those things. um, And in addition to that, you know, I was doing my calling and um, also my home teaching, AKA ministering, you know, Mm -hmm. um, where we would go out and, you know, teach, you know, little lessons to other awardees, you know. So we were fully in. We were fully, fully into the church. Um, both feet, not even a pinky toe hanging out. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like we were fully in. Um, obviously, I still had like my my qualms with the church. You know, I've always hated the garment. Like always, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I thought church was boring. You know, just like pretty normal stuff. Um, but like as far as like me being, I guess, uh converted to the cause like i was full in you know mm-hmm. so sierra and i both started reading saints uh, the book the church put out um and she was cruising through it a lot faster than me one because i'm a super slow reader uh, but two like i was saying she had like more free time, time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so she and she's kind of always had an issue with um early church history but like not to put words in her mouth she would always kind of put like it on the back burner because mm-hmm. she was just like, you know, if I just don't touch it, uh, if I don't even think about it, you know, we'll just, we'll just continue on. But like, this was kind of bringing everything to the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after reading part one of the four part series, the church put out, she was just like, man, I've got some serious questions. Um, mainly, um, originating with Joseph Smith. She's like, I don't, I don't believe that dude was like, called of God, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's after reading what the church put out. And so after that, she was like kind of confiding in one of her friends. um, And she told her to read the gospel topic essays to like, see if those polygamy topic essays, you know, could like shed some more light on it. So she read those and then she was like, holy (laughs) frick, like, what did I not know? You know? And so like this whole time, she's kind of like, probing me with questions of like oh what do you think about this like did you know joseph did this and you know blah blah blah. because like in her mind so she's kind of like going through the process of like mentally she doesn't think like the church is true like it's Mm -hmm. taking her a little while um but like slowly she's she's going through the process and for her um she 
had seen instances of other people losing their marriages because yeah. one person leaves mm-hmm. and the other person wants yeah. to stay in. And so yeah. like that was her biggest fear. Um, she would like, we'd go on walks and like, she would like probe me with questions like, Oh, what do you think about this? What do you, and I was just like, I was open to all of it, you know, like even being like totally into Mormonism. Like I was, I don't know, my family were pretty open about like, I don't know if you want to, you know, have tattoos and drink, like we're not going to like, I don't know, be weird about it. It's like Mm -hmm. just another human, you know? So it's like, I kind of always had that mentality, even when I was fully into Mormonism or whatever. Um, but yeah, so she read all the gospel topic essays after realizing there was a lot she didn't know. Um, and at that point she was like, okay, this is not for me. Like I'm done with the church. And so we had that conversation of just like, she was like, I'm done, you know? And I was like, okay, cool. You know, like for her, like she was super nervous because she didn't like know how like I would really take it and stuff like that um but for me like honestly it took me about one second to get over it like and I was still fully in at this point like I was still 100% into the church um and it it honestly took me like less than five seconds to be like tight you know (laughs) and because my whole mentality throughout the whole thing is like look if Mormonism really is true God's gonna be able to figure this out you know like Mm -hmm. I'm sure in the freaking history of this planet, there's been two dudes that loved each other and they're going to get to heaven, you know, and God will be able to work that out. Mm-hmm. Or there's been another, um, what's the word, like mixed faith marriage, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. and God's going to be. And so I just had that mentality the whole time. I was like, I don't care. Like, I'm glad you're going down this path. Like, I'm glad I'm glad you're not just swimming with the school of fish i'm glad that you have the courage to you know step out of like the social norms and do what you feel is right like i was just more proud of her than anything you know um so yeah that's that's kind of like how that happened and then i was just like all right well some things are going to change you know like um she didn't want to go to church anymore because she didn't believe in stuff like that but i was like okay like let's figure something out and so my game plan was let's go to church together as a family every other week Mm. and then on the other weeks let's go for a hike or let's go out to eat or let's go to the aquarium Mm -hmm. or let's go to the park and like that way like we're both kind of doing what's important to us um and we're all together you know and so like my mentality throughout the whole thing was like i want to keep the family together more than anything like i don't that's just dumb, like, me go to church by myself and, like, bring my daughter every other week. And mm-hmm. I was just like, that's, I'm not doing that. And so for me, like, even when I was, like, you know, on the other weeks, you know, I'm going to be going to, like, restaurants or whatever. Like, I was, I didn't feel like it was, like, sinning, you know, because yeah. I was just, like. Um, just hanging with your family. I wanted, family time. I wanted, I wanted my family to be, get, like, that was the most important thing to me. And like I said, like, I believed believe believe believed um in a god that's you know loving and all-knowing and like he knows my heart you know and it's like i'm not doing this just to like get a cop out of church you know it's Mm -hmm. like i really just like want the fam to be together um and so that's how we went for probably two and a half or three months uh we just kind of rotated back and forth um and my wife, if she were here, she'd be like, yeah, my Sundays were the more fun Sundays. Like, yeah, yeah I believe it. Yeah. Winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so finally, one Sunday, I was sitting in elders quorum, and I kind of had two thoughts immediately come to my head. Um, 
because I knew she had like jumped deeper into the history of things. Like by this time, she had fully submerged herself in the CES letter, the you know podcast, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like she was she was reading everything, and I was just kind of like. I wasn't ignoring it, but like I was busy, you know, I was working like 45 hours a week, um, come home, work out, you know, shower, eat. And then it's like, I have like an hour to hang out with the fam before I go to sleep and do it again the next yeah. day, you know? So it's like, I was pretty busy. Um, and like my mentality at this point was, so when I went to Guatemala on my mission, there were weird things that happened, you know, like the church is so new there that like sometimes you might go to an area that didn't have missionaries for you few years and, you know, some women would have the priesthood, you know, oh, or like some, you would hear stories of like people like uh, consecrating their crops, you know, or like mm. blessing their sewing machine with oil and blessing it and like it got better you know what I'm saying like (laughs) there's just kind of like weird things that were happening because the church was so new and so my mentality was the church was so new back in Joseph and Brigham's day that kind of like these weird things that I saw in Guatemala that's kind of what was going on you know in the early days of the church so that's Mm -hmm. how I was justifying it in my Mm, brain it was just it was the church in its infancy um, and so that's how we went for like two and a half, three months. Um, and then, like I was saying, I was sitting in Elders Quorum and I kind of had like two th- ideas that kind of just hit me. Um, one, if I were to ever bring Sierra back to the church, which is what I wanted to do eventually, um, mm-hmm. I needed to know like her doubts and her questions. So I needed mm-hmm. to like, I needed to know, needed to know the material. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then number two, I was like, if my testimony is really as strong as I say it is, I should be able to read everything (laughs) and it'll be okay. Like my testimony can uh, withstand the investigation. And so right there, if you have the truth, it cannot be harmed. Yeah, exactly. And so in elders quorum, I, Busted out the CES letter and started reading and I was just entrenched. Amazing. Yeah. And so I just was fully, um, how did you not just blurt out in the middle what the f? Yeah, no, <laughs> Do you guys is, know this? Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty remarkable. Um, and so I would say, like the first time I've read it four times since. Oh wow! Um, the first time I would say was just like a quick skim through, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then like, so kind of like the rest of it wasn't the rest of the day, but like church, and then probably like two hours after that, I was like just blasting through it. Um, and then like the second time I went through it, maybe like a couple weeks later, I was like, okay, let me look up all his sources mm-hmm. and like while I don't agree with everything that he has on there you know I probably agree with maybe 90 or 95 percent of what he has it's like okay for the most part like I agree with what this dude is saying mm-hmm. like in some parts of it I feel like he is getting a little emotional you know and like it's not necessarily fact right. um, and some things that he says says is fact is not in my opinion fact and so it's, like I said I, I agreed with most of it but not Do you want to share which parts you I don't have to look honestly yeah. um if I, yeah, next podcast, I'll have that ready. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. So at that point it was just like a complete rabbit hole. Um, I was just like, holy frick, what do I not know about this church that I've been going to this church that I, um, taught about for two years, you know, like this, this life that I've been living for so long. And so that was when I just jumped full into, every single podcast, every single book, every single uh, piece of literature I could possibly get my hands on, um, I was reading it or listening to it. And so kind of like how you were saying earlier, you had time to like listen to things. I was landscaping. And so I would just like download all these podcasts. And then while I was, you know, landscaping all day, I would just listen to everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's how it went. And then uh, about 
July of last year, um, I just kind of had the thought of like, you know, if I knew all this stuff that I know now, would I ever join the church? And I was like, no way, you know? And so that's when I was like, okay, I'm done, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's how it went. Here we are. (laughs) Yeah. So it's been, it's been quite a ride. You know, it's, it's super difficult to wrap your mind around the fact that, um, it's a hoax, you know, Mm -hmm. that it's a lie that, um, I was deceived, you know? And Mm -hmm. so like, I don't know, I think you've read part of the document that I wrote, but like, it was kind of like the five stages of grief, you know, Mm -hmm. anger, denial, blah, 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 acceptance. I don't remember the other ones. (laughs) Bargaining. Yeah. Yeah. I, what's, I can't think of the other one, but yeah. Um, and so I went through the whole thing. I went through the continent and like, honestly, I would go through it like twice a day I would go through the cycle of it you know and so like even now when I you know hear stuff or read stuff about the church I'm like gosh darn it you know (laughs) (laughs) you got me you know yeah you schooled me good guys you know but they got a lot of people yeah it is what it is they certainly don't have 15 or 15 and a half million people like they say but yeah I was reading an article not too long ago on the Salt Lake trip and they said the number actually went down in Salt Lake County or maybe Salt Lake City Salt Lake County or Salt Lake City but the number actually went down of total Mormons so for the first Mm. time in like what's forever I don't know I want to say at least 50 years might have been longer but yeah I think it was 50 or 60 long long time yeah well I think I think that's what it was saying like the they haven't had as much growth or something. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the growth yeah. has definitely been dwindling for a while. Yeah. yeah. So I think, um, you know, thank goodness for the internet or else we'd probably still be ignored yeah. or something. Right. Yeah. I don't know. True. Yeah. That's, that's what's so interesting going back to inoculating younger kids. Mm-hmm. That was part of it. I, a huge part of it for me too was like finding out that Joseph Smith married other women's, other men's wives mm-hmm, who the, mm-hmm. the husbands were still living that he married a 14 year old like there was so much stuff that I was just completely shocked by that I felt like I was lied to my entire life like yeah. they were demanding perfect obedience from me while withholding extremely important information yep. and if I had grown up knowing that stuff it would just be normal like mm-hmm. yeah he married a 14 year old but he really had to like we don't understand why, but that's just what God. So it's crazy. But he never had sex with any of them. Keep in mind. <laughs> yeah. He didn't, he never had sex with any wives. of his wives except for Emma. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's crazy to me that, you know, by them trying to withhold information to retain members, a lot of members end up leaving because mm-hmm. that information has been withheld. For sure. Which I think they are realizing now, and that's why they're releasing the essays mm-hmm. slowly and quietly. Very quietly. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like, if I had known all that stuff growing up, I it's, it's just you're normal, and it wouldn't be a catalyst for so many people leaving. Yeah. So on one hand, I'm glad they're releasing the information because people are leaving because of that, mm-hmm. but also I know that for the younger kids, that's going to be normal to mm-hmm. them, and they're less likely to leave over that stuff, at least. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Time will tell. Yeah. Yeah. It's Time pretty will tell. crazy. See, that's where I would say that I think that they intentionally left that racist <laughs> material in the new handbook to for this year. To appease the older people? Well, not to a, that, but I think because it is, there are, they are, they're like, oh, oops, 
but really they're just trying to inoculate to they're teaching that in the lesson so that later on they the the younger generations can't come across it and be like wait they used to teach that black people were just cursed by god like what yeah 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 and maybe it was an accident but i don't see how that big of an accident yes. happens <laughs> Yeah. Especially with thing. so many editors reading it. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. It is not it's an a good accident. point. It's, it's good because point. the the old men that are putting it together didn't care. And they're like, yeah, that's true. God <laughs> did yeah. curse Cain. And we believe that curse was dark skin. Yeah. And we believe God cursed the Lamanites because they were wicked. And then despite the fact that they became good again, they're still dark. Like, it just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They believe that that's the, the truth and so of course they left it in the book yeah did they only did did someone essentially call them out and then they were like oh it was an accident yeah they're like oh we don't know how it got past <laughs> the thing but now they've been printed but we fixed it on the website yeah, yeah, online. take yeah. some of that hundred billion dollars you have and call back every book and reprint it then if you really yeah. believe that that's yeah, the so case if you really condemn that ideology and belief then you spend yeah. the money to reprint. Yeah. It. Otherwise, now you're all the people in these third world countries, Central America, who believe if they're Mormon, they believe they're descendants of the Lamanites. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now they're they're believing that oh, I am this color, and I am being told that I'm lesser because my ancestors were wicked. Yeah. Even though the first article of second article of faith, we believe that man is punished for their own sin and not for Adam's transgressions, mm -hmm. but that only applies to white people, <laughs> not any brown or black right. person, then they are tr they're punished for Cain's transgressions and for their, the Lamanites' transgressions. Yeah. So, which sense. is it? Yeah. That's another thing that I've always struggled with, that they say that we're not punished for ancestral stuff, but, but then some people are. <laughs> yeah, doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I think the church is going, if they want to stay relevant, they're going to have to change their core narrative. Yeah, yeah, that's changed everything. I mean, pretty much everything. I was just reading this on the website the other day in like the Bible dictionary of like, yeah, there was no death on the earth until the fall of Adam. I'm like, well, okay, so according to your theology, that was six thousand years ago, give or take. I'm like, no, dude, there's there's definitely yeah, there's bones from twenty, yeah, thirty, yeah. forty thousand years ago that we're finding, and 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 those are like bones, not fossils. So yeah, for sure. I was even thinking. The other day, I was thinking this as I was falling asleep, actually. I was like, what are they going to do once they do all this family history and, like, they tie everyone up to Adam and Eve? Like, what are they going to do once they get to, like, the Neanderthals and, like, stuff like that? And I was like, I don't know. It's just <laughs> like, what, Neanderthals? Yeah. yeah, they didn't, dinosaurs didn't exist. Yeah. They came from, dinosaurs came from other planets when God brought matter together and yeah, made this planet. That was, that was what I thought was truth. The yeah. oh, dinosaur bones are just because, you know, matter coming together. They were never on this. They were from planet. another planet. All That's how that really worked. All of the really old stuff is from another mm -hmm. galaxy. Yeah, I thought the same thing. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think they're, they're going to have to, you know, call an audible in order to stay relevant. They're going to have to yeah. pivot. They're going to have to change, you know. So. Which they've done before. And like, they've made huge changes and continue to truck along. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, sure. how do you feel about now raising a child, not in the faith? Do you have concerns about no, her? I feel wonderful. I feel wonderful. I've now that my eyes have been opened. I'm so, and like, here's the thing. I was not a feminist in the slightest before <laughs> when I was still in the church, 
I was like, I would say I was, if I'm being honest, borderline misogyn- misogynist. Well, you, you know, were like, raised to be, the, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, your yeah. whole teaching, your whole life has right. taught you to be that and way. And so now that I can like look objectively at the truth, I'm stoked that my daughter will not fall into those entrapments, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. I'm stoked that she won't, you know, I know they just changed this in the temple ceremony, but like Heather's saying like the wife obeys the, the husband and then the yes. husband obeys God. Mm-hmm. You know, I know they just changed that, but like it's, that's the mentality, yep. yeah, you know? And so sure. I'm glad that I can raise her as just a strong, independent woman. Mm-hmm. If she wants to marry a dude, sweet. If she wants to marry a woman, awesome, yep. you know? I'm just happy for her, you mm-hmm. know? And so there's, I don't know. There's no uh, preconceived notions for her life. There's no just like you got to go, you know, graduate high school, go on a mission, get married in the temple. Yeah. Pump out a bunch of kids. And like, I'm just like, look, I'm going to raise you with good morals. But other than that, you dictate your life, you know? Yeah. Which you can definitely get outside of religion. Of course. I mean, how many other billions of people (laughs) on this planet do it? You know? Yeah. Right. Um, When I was in the process of, I was leaving, I was left the church, you know, and I would talk with a, a certain family member. Um, she would ask me, well, Davey, how are you going to raise your daughter now? How are you going to raise Emory now? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you think because I left this this organization that only 14 million people and probably <laughs> 5 million active people belong yeah. to that now... Also out of the entire history of the world. Yes. Uh, like. Yeah. And now, like, there's just morals are out the window and, like, scruples are out the window. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. oh, it pissed me off so bad. I'm just like, what are you, what are you saying? Yeah. You know, it's like. But that is, uh, even for my brother and his wife, like, that is uh, one of the things that is, mo- is scariest to people who have kids is, like, you're taught your whole life that Mormonism is the best way kind of the only way really the only way the only way to be a good person and to be happy and to yeah. have joy in this life yeah and so it's like terrifying to people mm-hmm. who have kids to think about like yeah how how am i going to raise my kids outside of the church yeah. and it keeps people in for yeah not ever but for longer because they are scared of that definitely so it makes sense concern what do you guys think you have kids yeah i will um I will say that I, I hate that I hate when people say that there is no morals without a God, mm. that morals only come from God. And I mean, I, you can, that's objectively false. You can look at the, that most religions are behind the times on racism, sexism, um, homophobia. So, so I, it's obvious that morals come from society yeah. and not a God. Um, I think, I'm so happy that we're not going to be raising our children in a religion. Like I'm, I'll, I'll tell my kids about uh, biblical stories and I'll tell them that, well, this is what our family believes. Our family believes that there's a God and that he does these things and that not our family, yeah, our family members family. Yeah. or yeah, yeah, yeah. extended family. Oh yeah. Like yeah. our fam, our, well, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Our extended family, not our, our immediate family, of course, mostly because I don't want them to, I also don't want to, never tell my kids about anything of religious stuff. And then they come, they come across it later on in life and they're like, Oh my gosh, did you know that the Mormons believe this and that Joseph Smith restored the gospel of God's church on the earth and, and all these amazing, beautiful things. And we can live together as a family forever. And I don't, I don't want them to be the opposite of what I had, which was discovering the opposite and then being like, Oh my God, my life is a lie. Why didn't you ever tell me about this? Yeah. 
I'm so, so excited for them to grow up and have power that I didn't have, mm-hmm. and that is freedom from shame yeah. and the ability to be the be the person that you want to be and chase your own passion, regardless of whether it falls in line with mm-hmm. what you're yeah. supposed to Yeah, and if one of our kids is gay, like. that they don't have to feel shame and guilt about it their entire exactly. lives, you know? The only thing that I worry about, but it might not matter as time goes on, is if they will be ostracized by their peers, their so social peers. Yeah, I do worry about that a little bit. I was going to say that exact same yeah. thing. That's the only yeah. thing that I worry about. But I feel like I have faith in the younger generation mm-hmm. that they have the ability to see something and be like, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. Well, more and more of the younger need, generation is leaving yes, anyway. So it, Yes, I think older people, you know, they weren't given the opportunity, but the younger generation will be able to move off of their own intuition. Mm-hmm. At least that's my hope. Yeah. I was going to say the exact same thing. My fear is that when Emory turns, you know, seven or eight and her classmates are getting baptized yeah. and they're like, Emory, aren't you going to get baptized? And why not? And you want to come to my baptism? And well, let me tell you why yeah. I'm not getting baptized. Yeah. So I think, well, I had non-LDS friends growing up and the ones who came from stable households they never like were interested in mormonism Mm -hmm. that's what i've noticed but like the ones that kind of came from you know chaos you know and there's 50 kids running around and all that kind of stuff they're like gravitated towards mormonism because it was calm it was peaceful it was answers it was uh, a moral structure Mm -hmm. moral compass yeah um and so i don't know we hope that because she'll come from, you know, a loving, stable household that the need for that, the one for that won't really be there, but yeah, we'll see. So you have uh, true believing members in your family. Do you, do you, at this point, are you going to go to like when their kids get baptized or get blessed? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't want anything to be, you know, uh, foreign to my daughter, you know, and like at the same time, it's like, these are, this is my family. Like this is my mm-hmm. tribe, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not. I'm not so hateful to the church that like, I'm just going to like ban all, you know, uh, religious meetings for my life. It's like, no, this is my family. Like if I'm playing a concert somewhere, you know, and they want to show up, not that I play any musical instruments. That was just <laughs> the first example that came to my head. Like mm-hmm. in my mind, that's the way I see it. Like if I'm, if I'm performing something somewhere and they come to support, like mm-hmm. they're doing that thing in, in their church and we'll go support, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to wear a freaking white shirt and tie, but yeah. You know, yeah. Gonna, so no. how do you feel about family talking to your kids about Jesus and Mormonism and like telling them like it's truth and yeah so here's Jesus do you yeah. know who this is this is Jesus yeah we've had um our kids know who Jesus is without us telling them yeah. about Jesus oh really okay. yeah um yeah it's been super rough for her um with me leaving the church which I now can I see why it's rough for her but I don't understand why it's rough for her um, just because my experience was something completely different, you know, right. I was, I was so believing in Mormonism that like when Sierra decided to leave, I wasn't fearful about anything, you know, I was mm-hmm. like, look, this is what 
the whole plan is about, right? So I don't understand why she doesn't have that same mentality towards me. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's been super Because she won't get to have her family together in heaven forever. If you're sinning and you're denying the Holy Ghost. (laughs) I hate that one. Such fear mongering. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I would say your mentality is very progressive. Very unusual. Yeah, Yeah, I would, yeah. Very it's evolved. great, but very unusual. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, so it made sense to me. Um, but since then, so to answer your question, um, like we've we've had to have lots of talks with, uh, and just to kind of explain some things. Um, and one of those was like, look, you can't, you're not going to talk with our daughter about any religion. Like yeah. you're you're not. You know, it's it's not your place. Like mm-hmm. I don't. So I have a, a niece. Um, daughter they live out morgan you know and we're like when turns you know seven or eight and oh let's go buy your baptism dress and blah blah blah. i was like you're not going to do that with emory like you're that's not your place you're not going to talk about any of that stuff with her Mm -hmm. so we've we've created those boundaries um but at the same time like we're still going to go over to their house for sunday dinner and they're going to pray and Mm -hmm. you know so we're going to explain to her like what they're doing but yeah. we don't do it at our house you know i don't yeah. know you guys have had to deal with that more than i have so it's i was actually and gonna mention so we've been so yeah between the well. two families it's very different but mm-hmm. it's actually been really nice because we have never had to lay any boundaries out with her family and i think that they talk about religious stuff when they have our kids and we're not around but i can't say for sure but when they are at our house nobody has ever asked are we gonna say the prayer like who's gonna say the prayer mm-hmm. Um, the but they definitely do it when we're at Christmas and that was, and that was because it was like the entire extended family. Yeah. She asked, is it okay if we say a prayer? And Mm. I, I mean, really how she's been with the whole situation. It's been very surprising. It is surprising because Mm -hmm. it does not seem like her personality. (laughs) So I don't know, maybe she has more, uh, feelings like you had where she's like, well, if I believe in this really all loving God, then he'll, he'll make it. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she sees that our, like, we're still good people and yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. We're obviously still being blessed by something in the universe, <laughs> because, even though we've left the church and, yeah. but we also haven't been super vocal with her family about exactly where we are. I think True, they, they think do, they we're just kind of like know. on a hiatus, not. And you just barely kind of shared more of your beliefs with your mom. I mean, she knew yeah. that you had a lot of qualms with the church, but she didn't know to the extent that you were like, Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah. She, Mostly because I don't think I even thought to tell her about it. But recently I, we were talking about stuff and I had to be like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't believe that Jesus was who the Bible says he was. I don't believe that God is like, I think, I think how it originally came about is because I said, oh, God was a shitty person. Like God is a <laughs> shitty guy. Yeah. A and she's like, wait, what? No. And I'm like, yeah, God allowed slavery. Yeah, sure. He allowed rape. And she's like, no, God was against slavery. He even, he had Moses uh, free the slaves in Egypt. And I'm like, yeah, his people, God's people, the Israelites, yeah. it very specifically lays out rules for how you do yeah. slavery. As long as it's not an Israelite, it's fine. Unless it, it can be an Israelite, as long as it's called indentured servitude, not slavery. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, no, God is a, not a good guy. that one lady that goes in Abish or something like that, that mm-hmm. goes and like tells the village people about what was happening. <laughs> yeah. I yeah very small roles for women. Yeah. 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 I want to say there's like four or five 
women mentioned in the whole Book of Mormon. It's yeah, it's like not very many. Very yeah. minimal. Mm-hmm. So some of the uh, Mormon apologists, their take on it is like all the Hebrew Hebraisms and chiasmas. To be oh yeah, chiasmas. Yeah. It's yeah. happenstance is all it is. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. And like the dude that I was listening to that was explaining it was like, and he's obviously like anti, um, but like. He was doing a chiasma as he was explaining it. He's like, look, this Yeah, chiasmus is not hard to do. Yeah, for sure. It's just that just because you you say something and then repeat it in a, in a different way doesn't make something Hebrew writing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That writing exists in a bunch of other places. It's yeah, not. for sure. Um, his argument is like, how could Joseph Smith have written the Book of Mormon? I'm like, he didn't. That's how. <laughs> like, dude, number one, he took a lot from a lot, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I personally think Oliver was helping him write it and mm-hmm. also his family. Mm-hmm. Um, also in the book, uh, No Man Knows My History, um, it talks about how Joseph was reciting this story of Nephi and his family for years before mm-hmm. he put it down. Yeah, there was, I know that there's stories and diaries that, that like Joseph's mom says that he would talk, tell stories about the, the, mm-hmm. the ancient inhabitants yeah. of the Americas long before yeah, for sure. the also, angels ever visited him. People write fiction all the time. Yeah. yeah, you say, how could he have come up with this book? Like, I don't know, how did Lord of the Rings come about how did harry potter come about how did literally any yeah any, any fictional fiction. book yes. come about they yeah. made it up yeah. game yeah. of thrones there you go yeah. <laughs> also tell me uh have you ever witnessed reformed egyptian anywhere else in the world ever anywhere <laughs> also where did they get it reformed egyptian they can't like <laughs> don't worry there's a, it there's would be article, hebrew the the, the language should be hebrew not reformed too. egyptian like yeah, you're, it'll all work itself out in the end, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the end all for all doubts. It'll all work out. In the, the characters end. that Joseph <laughs> supposedly copied from the, the gold plates to take to somebody to show, like, those we yeah. still have, and that stuff doesn't exist <laughs> anywhere else found in the world, anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and some that's of it crazy. is just, like, English words and numbers, but, like, slightly changed. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I also I also really hate when people say that Joseph Smith was like an uneducated, essentially dumb farm boy. Like his mom was a teacher and he read the Bible constantly. Like he wasn't as uneducated as you all like to think. Yeah. Also, he didn't write the Book of Mormon in three months. He had years (laughs) that from when he started talking about Mm -hmm. it to when he when it came out. Was his dad a school teacher, too, or just I'm not sure. I feel like his dad might have been also. Such a joke. So the CES letter, I was super grateful for it because it was like a tool that allowed me to look at the church objectively. Mm -hmm. Whereas like with saints or with um, the gospel topic essays, I was still looking at the church through the lens of Mormonism. Like I was still looking at like the CES letter allowed me to like take off the glasses and look at it. And I was like, Hmm. okay, now I can see the church from an outside point of view and whoa, it's nuts. You know? <laughs> yeah. Whoa, this is crazy. Right? You know? yeah. When people used to be like, it's a cult, and it would hurt my heart so oh, much. Oh, no, no, it's not. And now I'm How like, dare you? I feel like I've escaped a cult. For sure, yeah. definitely. I think yeah. in Utah, probably parts of Idaho, um, I think it is a cult. In other parts of the world, I think it's a religion. True. But in mm-hmm. Utah and, uh, you know, probably parts of Idaho, maybe parts of Arizona, I don't know. Um, I think it's a cult. 
personally. I yeah. think in but I think even I think general conference talks are very culty. Oh, I and, can't I can't listen to them. And talk those anymore. go out to everybody. It's just the people in Utah take it way more seriously for definitely, sure. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's an exaggeration process that happens in fast intestinal mining meaning where you gotta get your audience to believe your story and it's gotta be you one up your neighbor and Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's uh there's definitely like a a progression of stories that goes along in fast and testimony meeting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's my opinion. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I remember our ward growing up, it was fast and testimony meeting was never even about God and testimony. It was about like this is what happened to me this week and <laughs> And then I will somehow now tie in how God fits here. Like I got in a car accident last week and, and this and that. And my wife was yelling my name and blah, blah, blah. And then God, the end (laughs) in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. (laughs) What? Mormons don't say God. They say heavenly father. Definitely. True. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then heavenly father inserted himself into me. My sky daddy. So (laughs) the sky daddy. Um, so when last time I talked to you, you said that wanted to talk to you, but how, how did that go? Have you talked to him yet? Or so he sent me an email. Um, mm. what, how pass it? Why? <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys have read the color code book. Have you guys done mm-hmm. that one? Mm-hmm. I personally think if you ever get the, the team together, I think it's a really good one because you get to see how people mesh and why people do what they do. Um, so to kind of go off on a little tangent about the color code and I'll bring it back. This dude from Salt Lake, actually, I met him once. Um, Dr. Hartman, I believe is his name, but he breaks it down into your core motivators. So he has blue, red, white, and yellow. Um, blue is represented by, he calls it intimacy, but it's really relationships or friendships mm-hmm. is the most important thing. Red is power or freedom. Um, white is peace and yellow is fun. And so it asks you a series of questions and you uh, usually, like you're a yellow. Yeah, mm-hmm, I do. Okay. usually get, um, a dominant color and then a secondary color. Mm-hmm. So me kind of depends. I'm either a red, blue or a blue, red, um, which is like two very strong colors. Like those are the strongest colors. And so it's actually interesting because, and he breaks it down cause he's a psychologist and stuff and he breaks it down like, when you get a blue and a red or a red and a blue in the same person, since those are two such strong colors, that's usually where you get like bipolar or depression mm. or anxiety because it's mm. two strong mm. motivators constantly doing like this tug of war. So it's a super interesting read. Um, Sierra and I did it, um, I don't know, maybe four years ago um, when we were first married because well, she was doing it for work, and so we we came home and did it too because I kind of like that kind of stuff. But it was interesting because it showed me how, like, um, Sierra, when we were first married, she was always looking for ways to spend our money, and I was always looking for ways to save our mm-hmm. money, right? <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, it makes sense. Sierra is a white-yellow. She wants peace first, and then she wants to have fun, where I'm, like, a blue-red, so I first want my relationships to be good, but then I want... Personally, I don't care about uh, power. I want freedom. I want to be able to do what I want to do, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's why I wanted to save all the money. I wanted to hoard the money because I wanted to be able to do what I wanted to do. And so I was like, okay, now it makes sense. So we were able to like come up with a budget that works for us and and like it's probably saved our marriage to be honest. (laughs) So anyways, I think has some white in him. He has a lot of peace. um, And because of that, 
whites tend to sweep it under the rug, sweep it under the rug, sweep it under the rug, and then explode. Mm-hmm. And so this is when you get like your mass murderers and the neighbors are like, I never would have pictured Jimmy <laughs> killing anyone you know? <laughs> because he was a white and he was putting it on the rug, putting it on a rug, putting it on a rug, and then he exploded, you know? And so that's kind of how whites handle things. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I think that's why emailed me is because he doesn't like the confrontation yeah. whereas i have mm-hmm. quite a bit of red in me i don't mind confrontation i like it mm. i like <laughs> getting things out in the open i mm-hmm. like the uncomfortable mm-hmm. feeling you know like if you're mad at me let's do it like tell me you know mm-hmm. I, would, I would so much rather you tell me like hey it, it bugs me when you you know floss your teeth and you get that thing <laughs> on the mirror you know i'm like okay awesome like thank yeah. you for telling me you know like instead of just like harboring those feelings for six months and then stabbing me <laughs> in my sleep I, you know what i'm saying so anyways i think my has a lot of white in him and so it's just kind of his personality to avoid confrontation so he sent me an email um and it was just addressing only one of the points that i made in my document that i wrote um and so the first point that i was talking about was the first vision because for me it all starts with the first mm-hmm. vision um i think that's yeah. i think that's the first lie of many that joseph told and so i was just kind of jumping into that and so he wrote this response to just the section of the first vision and i don't know like he had some points like his main point was like well there's different versions of the first vision because he's telling the story to different audiences each time and so, like, such an apologist answer i mean yeah like he's like look if i'm telling a story to you me um he's like i might just give you like certain details but if i'm telling it to I'm going to jump into like all the details and I'm like, okay. Yeah. But the, but the main details, the main details of the story shouldn't change. So say, so say yesterday I went to the home Depot and I got, and I got uh, a dozen two by fours and some two by sixes because I'm building a wall at home. I'm telling Kelsey that story. Now I come home and I tell Liz, I'm like, man, I'm, had to build this wall in the barn, more detail, more detail, more detail. So I ran to home Depot. I had to get, uh, sheets of plywood and some screws and that's all i got that's all i got at home depot yeah and blah blah blah. that's the difference <laughs> you're not telling the same story but more detail you're telling a different story with different yeah. in fact different you didn't even go to home different. depot you went to lowe's <laughs> yeah. yeah in fact i went to lowe's nope i went to ace hardware in fact yeah and you walked there <laughs> you know what i just went to a job site down the road and i stole, stole some wood it, yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know it, it doesn't make sense to me when one thing that really surprised me when i was reading i believe it's the 18 32 or 1834 account of um, Joseph's vision, the handwritten version. Um, the thing that really stood out to me was there's no mention of two separate beings. Yes, mm-hmm. that's, I was like, ugh. ooh, that's a little skeevy. Man. I can't you get know. over that because yeah. to me, the whole point of the first vision as I is was to establish taught that my there's whole two. life, yes, is that God and Jesus are two distinct, mm-hmm. different beings. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Oh, the other point that gets lost in some of the vision accounts is the reason why Joseph went Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. what became of that. So in some stories, God and Jesus are separate beings. And then in other stories, uh, the story we know is that God and Jesus told him to go restore their true church. Yes. In some of the accounts, they never say Yeah, they never even tell him to go start a church. What's Some, the they don't even then? appear to him at all. He just gets good feeling. Yeah. Oh, I just, I can't get over that. And some, I, and I might be wrong on this. And I think in the very first thing, first one, he says, he doesn't even go into the 
grove to pray. He just is mm-hmm. like in talking to God in his room or something. Yeah, it's uh, not even, it's way more basic than that. Uh, so then now for it to be that, like, the reason why the first vision makes me so mad is, well, one, because there are so many variations and they're vastly different from each other. But the, the way, the, what makes me so mad is that the version I had to memorize in yeah. English and Spanish for my mission is not even Joseph's account of the first vision. Yeah. So, so crazy. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so funny. A cop out that the apologists kind of have is like, Joseph was limited in his writing, you know, but I'm like, that doesn't make sense, man. Like, then he, if you've well, yeah. read the, the handwritten account, it's like, dude, you're jumping into all this detail about the moon and the stars and the, <laughs> the rolling hills and all this other stuff. But like, you didn't want to mention that there were two people there yeah. instead yeah. of just one. Let's talk about all the details except for the important ones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Crazy. And so that was super surprising. Something you guys probably already know this, but um, something I found out later was that you know, Joseph's theology evolved just like yeah. all of ours does. And like even most of the Book of Mormon is written with a Trinitarian viewpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that's why a lot of the scriptures were changed. Like actual wording was changed in the Book mm-hmm. of Mormon where it said like son of God rather than just like God. Mm-hmm. So when you, you can read the Book of Mormon with that viewpoint, like Joseph wrote this with that mentality, it's like now it makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I remember being in, in the mission and being like, these verses do not make sense. Like I remember reading the chapter heading and I can't remember, was it like McConkie who wrote the headings? I can't remember who wrote the headings. I'm not sure. No, um, not about that, I could be actually. way off on that. But like, like the descriptions of each chapter. Yeah. Um, the like italics at the beginning of each yeah. chapter. Um, and like the part in the book of Mormon where it's like, this shows how God and Jesus are one and the same, but different. <laughs> I remember like reading the verses and I'm like, this doesn't sound like that at all. Like mm-hmm. it sounds like one person to mm-hmm. me. Like I remember having those distinct feelings, you know, fully entrenched as a Mormon missionary. I'm like, this, mm-hmm. these two things don't align, <laughs> you know? I don't know. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So how has uh, your family and friends taken you leaving? Um, mixed bag for sure. The parents uh, have had a super tough go about it. Um, one sister was quote unquote extremely disappointed in me. Um, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. No, it's cool. I think it's funny too. I <laughs> really don't care. Um, and then my other oh, sister. Oh, sorry. I have. Are you the first of like your whole family to? Yeah. Leave? So my brother. He's a pioneer. Oh, to leave? Yeah. <laughs> yes. To uh, leave, yeah. yeah. Um, I I'm the first one to leave uh, the church in my family. I think my brother is on his way out slowly. But it'll probably take some time. Maybe if we hung out with him more. No, he can't, won't even answer my text messages. We won't hang out more. Yeah, I don't know. But um, my sister Kaylee, she's fully in. Uh, my parents are fully in. Leah's basically there. Even though she's cool, like she still gets tattoos and stuff. She's mm, nice. Into the church. Yeah. So. Church yeah. tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> it's like no. first Nephi. <laughs> and I, Nephi, having been born of goodly parents. Yeah, no. That's funny, though. No one really gets Book of Mormon tattoos. I don't know. You see lots of Bible tats, but no yeah. Book of Mormon tattoos. Oh, that's because Mormons don't believe in tattoos. <laughs> me and Brad got some. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, then do you, you have permission. About, yeah. Do you know about their tattoos? Mm, I think I heard it on one of the podcasts, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Was we did it? talk about it. <laughs> yeah. names yeah. Our temple names? Yeah. Hilarious, dude. <laughs> but tattooed on our ribs because, you know, she was made from 
a man's I rib, only exist because I came from a man's rib. <laughs> that's yeah. hilarious. So well, let's figure it out. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I think that's it's funny. Told, I was telling that to Sierra, and I was like, I'm pretty sure they got their names tattooed on them. She was dying, dude. <laughs> we got each other's. I have hers. She has mine. That's hilarious, yeah. dude. That is freaking awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think it's funny. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. And I know her family has seen mine, and they're probably like, who's Lydia? <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, that... Uh, they might have an idea of what it There's is, but they would never say anything. He's been able to guess who there was. We were at. Uh, oh, when we were in oh, Vegas. Yeah, we were at a horse yeah. show, and that this place has a pool, whatever. So we're in the pool with some friends who are true believers. Uh, oh yeah. Sometimes people appear to be true believers, yeah. but they might not know that they can. Talking about Preston. I well, no, I just his family. Oh, you Preston know? is a like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. he's a he's a TBM for sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, his sister was there. And someone was like, wait, 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 who's Lydia? Because my yeah, name is yeah. not Lydia. Yeah. And all I said was, well, you can guess. It's, it's, oh God, how did we word it? I think you just said it's tongue in cheek and it it's, uh, and I don't think you I, gave much context or clue think, to it. I think I did share though that like, if you're a true believer, this this is will hurt your feelings. Uh, that was way later into it. The girl had already figured out, woman. Had already, who knows, maybe she, she has already the knew. same name. Yeah, she knew what it was. Like, <laughs> immediately and, and or, or she it was especially well, once no, you she showed know that one she once you showed yours i think she knew she knew and then when you showed yours she was like yep that's what i thought <laughs> yeah and she knew but nobody else could guess it that's hilarious yeah <laughs> that's freaking ballsy right there man <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's freaking ballsy i just i figure if her family asks me about it i will tell them that's the name of my nova i call my nova lydia perfect yeah i would yeah. guess if no one has asked about it they probably know. They've only probably yeah. ever seen it once. That, really? They've probably seen it a couple times at the pool. What what spurred that? Were you just uh, the think, tattoo? Yeah. I don't remember. I think Liz thought of it. And yeah, I feel like uh, when we had really made the decision, like, oh, this is nutty garbage, <laughs> and then I said, "What is your temple name?" Like, nice. I I have always wondered what it is, and I know uh-huh. you never remembered mine. I didn't. No, yeah, you never. I always knew it was L Y or L I something. Yeah, you're it like was... it's like Liz, but not Liz. <laughs> and so you told me, and it was so ridiculous. It's Barnabas, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it is yeah. so ridiculous and so funny. And I'm like, we could get that tattooed, but we're not doing the thing where you tattoo each other's names because that's supposed to have bad juju. Mm. Because yeah. these are not our names. They're not real names, <laughs> and believe. literally hundreds of thousands of other people have the same temple name as me and Liz. So it's yeah. like. Yep. Why it doesn't matter. I'm yeah. just gonna be. I'm just. Barnabas is not me. And when yeah. I call forth Lydia, do I then just have four hundred thousand wives? That maybe that one. No, no, not, no you, not you. Not you. Not no, you. Not you. No, but you're gonna have more wives. So maybe you'll have all the Lydias. Well, there maybe you, you say. Maybe you say. Uh, white Lydias from Utah. <laughs> That's still probably all. Yeah. All forty thousand of them are. That's a true. Lot. There'll still be a lot. Yeah, That's you're right. True. There'll still be a lot, but. I always wondered when we were going through the temple and when I went through the first time I got my name and they say during the part of the session that they're like, if you don't remember your name, go out and they will give it to you again. And I just remember thinking these men are so in touch with God and with the spirit that for me to be like, I don't remember what my name was that I could go outside and they'll give me the name again. And and then it wasn't until I left the church. Like every time I'd go through the temple, I would think that I'm like, this is, am- that's really amazing. Good. Feel really that's good about so Barnabas. crazy <laughs> yeah. that they can do that. 
And then I left the church and I found out that it was just a, a list of like 30 names <laughs> and everybody who goes through that day gets the same name. I'm like, oh, that's how they could do it. I'm told that there are more man names than woman names. By a Why? couple. If it is, it's only by a couple. Oh, really? Yeah. Sierra told me it was like 60 dude names and 30 chick names. Really? I could Fact be wrong. check. Yeah, Why? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Yeah. I could be wrong That is that. very interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so as you go along and you get more non-believer friends that have left, it's mm -hmm. fun to do like the sh handshakes with them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. One time uh, me and my sister were up at the cabin with Liz and Brad and Brad's mom was there and sister was there. I don't know if I said that. His sister, Brittany, was there. Mm -hmm. And um, we started talking about church stuff and I said something about the secret handshakes and Brittany was like, what? There's like handshakes you have to learn in the temple. <laughs> so go. we were all like laughing and like, yeah. So then my sister and I went to to show Brittany what the handshakes were. Yeah. And Denise like freaked out. She literally pulled her hat over. I can't, I can't. And was like, but then she would peek and then she would like oh put gosh. it back down. And but you got to like, remember when she went through, she took the oath that she'd like slit yeah. her own throat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's but a, it's just so funny. I don't. It's it's like crazy that I. I there's 31 I names for both. Like oh, really? okay. But the names have changed. But only I think only a few of them changed because Barnabas looks like it's always been on. That's an important one. <laughs> so yeah, I think they changed a couple of the names every decade or so. I don't know. But interesting. There's only there's 31. One for every day of the month. That oh. makes sense. Unless you're in February, then those like those two or three extra names get shafted, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. Crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's your mom's take on all this? Because I heard from you that she's... You know, I don't know, because I don't know. I feel there was a time where she was, like, just about to leave and be, like, completely done. And then the next time I talked to her, she was more devoted. And so I'm not really sure. I know she knows the... She knows the bad stuff and the histories and whatnot, but she says things the, like, I wish I never would have found out because she yeah. liked living in the yeah. rose colored yeah. world. But I think that the biggest, the bigger portion of her is afraid to lose her eternal family, especially now that my dad oh, is fear. dead. For right. Sure. Cause that, that's so much fear. That's yeah. years, years, years more than we have of yeah, fear, yeah. Yeah. which is unfortunate sure. that she has to mm -hmm. feel that way. Cause I want so bad for my mom to to be out and not waste her time and money in the church. Uh, something that Sierra brought up to me, I think yesterday, she was like, I wish I would have had the thought when I was a member of like, why can't I pay, you know, 5% to the church and 5% mm -hmm. to another organization that I believe, you know, it's all 10% yeah. charitable donation. You but know? at least uses 90% of that money to go towards stuff instead of 1% of that money <laughs> yeah, to go I towards don't, good yeah. stuff. But just like, you know, paying some of that, you know, tithing money that 10% to a different place, you know, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I, things you think about afterwards. Yeah. 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 For sure. yeah tithing. Tithing is probably the, one of the things I get most worked up about when I think yeah. about church stuff. And it's because one of the reasons is because my mom paid tithe, my parents paid tithing there as far as I could tell my entire life and probably their entire lives. And then there was a time where my dad needed help and they said, no, Oh, and I'm like, dude. wait, what? You paid fast offerings because I know you paid fast offerings. Yeah. I know you paid tithing, and you went to the church for help, and they said no. What? 
It wasn't yeah. even like, yeah, we'll give you money if you nope. help at the the bishop. It was what? just straight. They didn't up. help. Yeah, they said no. They oh turned gosh. her away and said no. The only time the church helped my mom or is after my dad died. Jeez. And then they paid for not even they didn't even pay for that long, but they paid for my sister and my mom to have counseling for a little while. Mm. And then they were like, well, we're not going to do that anymore. It's like, oh, that's okay, cool. Man, that's so sad. Yeah. Is it um, the same bishop that both you and I detest? <laughs> it might have been. It probably was. Like, I, I, dude. I would say, fuck that guy again. Uh, I won't say his name this time. But <laughs> oh, he's already been mentioned. He's already been. Yes, I've mentioned him. You shall not be named. I have. I have mentioned him. I've, I obviously removed his name, but like, yeah. My God, he made my life a living hell Dude, when I came home from a funny, mission. Funny thing is, I was talking with John when he came and visited me at the house, um, and John was saying that when his kids were teenagers, he wouldn't allow them to go talk with. Good. Oh, yeah. Huh. yeah. I guess he was, was terrible. The ward clerk or whatever ward secretary came up to him and was like, Hey, I need to schedule a bishop's interview um, with your son. Um, it's, you know, his birthday, blah, blah, blah. And John turns to me, he's like, um, No, like my kids aren't allowed to talk with Bishop anymore. <laughs> and um, the dude was like, Ha, 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 like super funny. But then John's like, was No, like, I'm no. dead serious. Yeah. And he's like, Oh. Okay. Did he say something happened or like... I didn't ask. Or John just didn't like his conversations with the bishop. I don't know. I didn't ask. I oh. Asked, but yeah. yeah. That's I don't know. I was like, yeah, that's We'll ask him dude. when we talk to him. Yeah, that, that's a smart dude right there. <laughs> Jeez, that's yeah. not... That's that's crazy. But he's like the only dude that like I would go and talk to and like I would feel like crap afterward. Like, Yeah, he didn't make you feel good. Yeah, you yeah. go in... Hence the reason I lied to him. <laughs> for sure, yeah. dude. For sure. <laughs> But, like, all the other ones I'd go in, you know, and, like, okay, I feel better now. Like, it's, like, this is something, like, I'm improving, you know, I'm becoming a better person. Yeah. But with him, it was just, like, no, mm. dude, I feel terrible. I really liked the bishop before him and the bishop before him, but I did not like him. He was pretty much the worst, dude. I think a lot of people felt that yeah. way. He, he is the same bishop that there's someone else that was in our ward that uh, he, I won't mention names again, but he tells a story that... The, he went into the bishop to confess whatever he needed to do. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they did this to me too. They take notes. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. And um, so the bishop takes notes and then he puts them in a filing cabinet. And then a little while later, he calls in this calls this guy back in and says, hey, I've misplaced those notes that I took, <laughs> which have your name on them and all of your sins yeah. and all this stuff. Jeez, and dude. we don't know which ward member has them. So what? I'm going to need you to go ahead and recount all of your sins so that I can write them down again. Are you kidding? Where does God say that you have to write the sins down even to begin with? Or like he's confessed them, therefore repented of them. So why does he have to now do it again yeah. so that you can have it on your file? Whoa. He said after that happened, he, he, he left the church, he left right? the, he left he the church, came never came wow. back, didn't recount his, so his supposed sins to the bishop again. Yeah. yeah it's like, and I, I'm worried because this was probably shortly after my whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, who has my information, my confession that who the bishop knows, never man. got rid of? Who knows, man? All I remember was that dude's office was balls hot. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> I don't remember like that. Well, least, he was Skeletor. He had to keep him warm. Yeah, it was at least 95 <laughs> degrees in there, man. Like, it was, I hope he hears this one day and knows like how much yeah. I just, dis- my distaste for him. Yeah, apparently his daughter is now out of the church. I don't know if that you makes know. sense. Really? Yeah. The yeah. One that's well, his son was already for a long time, right? Yeah. Good for yeah. her. Is Good she married? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. 
But that she one, went to BYU, didn't she? She was like BYU, on, she went on a mission. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. that one really surprised me for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I run into him now, he'll be like, <laughs> "How are you? What is that?" <laughs> How are you? He's such a like, freak. He just doesn't break the eye contact. <laughs> like, Dude, I haven't seen him in years. <laughs> really? he Luckily, prob- he probably would run if he saw your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he probably wouldn't recognize me. Honestly, like maybe not. I don't know. He probably remembers seeing your Barnabas, man. He probably re- remembers seeing your peen from that one time down at Lake Powell. Oh my God. I forget that sometimes. Yeah, that, dude. That was fun. He'd just come around. Oh my, oh my God. Oh. Saw Brad naked. His name is Achilles, by the way. Oh, my bad. Aptly <laughs> so. It has no weak- weaknesses. That's why. That's wonderful. Yeah. It makes me happy. Oh, that was a fun trip. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I love Boy Scouts, man. Yeah, it was good. We were just, I mean, we had like 20 of us and we were all pals. Like, I don't know Mm, if you guys had that, but like we, we all just kind of went through the progression, deacon, teacher, priest together. Mm -hmm. And it was just about your age group. Yeah. Well, yeah. You guys were kind of like top end of the age group, you know, and then like, I was kind of like bringing up the rear, but Mm -hmm. like, dude, there were just. It was wild, man. Yeah, it, it was, was so fun. Literally, it was like, so Lord fun. Of the flies, man. Yeah. <laughs> Scout, like, dude, we, there were no rules. There bro. weren't. Yeah. There really when weren't. We got out of the, there was just no rules, man. It were you? Bad. You were? I think you were with. Well, of course you were, because you're the same age as that bishop's son. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. That scout camp that we were at, and he was talking so much shit. Yeah. And he's like, I could take you and Johnny on at the same time. And I'm like, okay, how about just me? Let's yeah. go right now. Yeah, I remember that. And that's you, why he hates, that's why the dad hates you. Maybe, but he's like, he was cooled with me ever since then. Like, I we shut him down, and his, oh, yeah. like, everything about him changed from that day. Yeah. So, Interesting. yeah. <laughs> at least from what I could tell, and I noticed that he was like, oh, I, I can't just talk like this and get away with it, you know? Yeah. I probably shouldn't have beat him up, but was it? I can't remember. Oh yeah, because you like punched him. Jesus I can't remember how many times, and then he like went for a chair. Do you remember? Yeah. That? Wow. So I took him down. So I took him to the ground so that he couldn't be a freaking psycho. Yeah. And and uh, I think I gave him a wedgie. Yeah. Oh, bro. <laughs> so he. And then I was because I'm just like he was fighting me so hard, and I'm like I don't really want to beat you up or do this, yeah, but like sure. you need to chill out, dude. Yeah. So I'm like, are you done? Are you done? Like, can we be done? Cause you need to set, like, obviously you're not going anywhere with this. <laughs> and eventually he was like, yeah, I'm done. And I let him up. Like I didn't, I don't feel like I took it Too further far. than I needed to. Yeah. Mm. I mean, probably punching me in the face was further than it <laughs> needed to go, but, but maybe not because I think that's what he needed to just like realize that, oh, I need to shut Young up. Young testosterone. <laughs> oh yeah. It we was were, fun. We were just figuring it out back then. Yeah, yeah we were. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Good times, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if Brad's ever told you, but him and I got in a fight once. Do you remember that? It wasn't a fight. Fight. We boxed. Oh, yep. Do you remember our boxing yeah. match? Yeah. I was trying to remember like a like a fight fight that we got in. I'm like, I don't think we ever fought, but but, but, but yeah, I we was would. actually mad at you though. I don't think you knew I was mad at you. Cause I probably I probably got the vibe, but I was like, why is he so angry? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can see it in your eyes. You, you stole my girlfriend. Right? <gasps> oh. Who? Katie Quigley. <laughs> Oh no! Because you were a senior, man, and I was just oh. a sophomore. So you just swooped in, and I was like, "Brad." It's because of Achilles, man. What can I say? Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> Philistine sure. ways. For sure. Yeah. 
Oh man, I forgot that you were. Were you had you dated her at all, or were you just into her? Whatever you can do in ninth grade, that's what we were doing. Uh, <laughs> Whatever that. I don't is. know. You can do a lot in ninth grade. So I don't <laughs> yeah, not that much. <laughs> flinging, I guess, is how I would describe. Flinging. Oh, you had a fling. Fling. Yeah. yeah. There were a couple guys that were into her when we when they came into high school. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's one relationship I feel weird about now that I look back on it. Oh, I'm really? like, oh, she was when I started dating her. She wasn't even 16 yet. Yeah. God damn, I'm Joseph Smith. Uh, I mean, I was only 17, so it wasn't, you know. Yeah. Senior to sophomore is not that big a deal, but when I look back on it now, I'm like, oh, that feels weird. But I'm also 30 now, so that's, you know. I'm sorry that I did that. No, it's cool. You're not the only guy that felt that way about me because of that, though. (laughs) Not because of Katie, but because of other. Oh, really? My my best friend and Cam didn't like me for a while because there was a girl that he also had a thing for and I, oh, wow. and I swooped her. <laughs> Shoot. Dang so Brad. I know just <laughs> taking all the honeys, man. What are you going to do? <laughs> Get out of here. I don't know. Okay. Well, <laughs> side note. So what do you guys, uh, what are kind of like your, I guess, spiritual philosophies now? Like you said, you're agnostic, right? Do you, before we get into that though, I want to go back to the boxing thing because there's one other funny, are you going to talk about his mom kicking? Yeah. So that's the, I boxed your mom once and well, I boxed, she was like doing martial arts, mixed martial arts on me, kicking me in the side of the head. That's probably the most scared I've been in a fight. I didn't even know that happened. Yeah. Is it in our basement? Yep. That's where it all went down, dude. I think she, I think she also had some things that she needed to work out with me because she was, (laughs) I was very scared. And then I was like, okay, we're like. Cause when I was, I was like, yeah, I'll box your mom, but like, we're not really going to box. And then she was doing it. And I'm like, okay, if we're doing this. Yeah. So I got her on the side of the head a couple of times. And I think that just made her more mad. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's funny. How old were you guys? High school, sometime in high school, probably really? senior. Wow. Yeah. So I was very happened. scared. Yeah. Yeah. She's crazy. <laughs> I remember this one time I was like downstairs. I was probably 15 and. I could hear her coming down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And so I like hit around the corner because I was going to scare her. And <laughs> you don't she, do that to her. No. <laughs> and then so she comes around the corner and I scare her. And she's like, she's like, Davey. And then she like thinks bah, and kicks me right between the legs. Dude. Like totally just like thought about it for like a whole second. And then just clack. Just <laughs> Why right though? Me, just to get me. Oh just my gosh. I, I scared her. You know? I love that. I just, love I thought, that. At first I thought it was just reaction to like. No, no, to, no, no. It was she knew it was you and then she kicked you. Yep. She's like. like, So I was just like laying there on the floor and she's like, don't ever do that again. I'm like, all right. I love that. Yeah. Oh man. That's hilarious. I love your mom. Pretty crazy. All right. Yep. So to go back to your question, yeah, for sure. Where are we, all three of us now, religiously, mm-hmm. spiritually? Yeah, spiritually. I think I touched on a little bit earlier that I would say, um, more agnostic than anything. But mm-hmm. like, I don't believe in the Christian God or Jesus. Yeah. Um, I would say that there's a pretty good likelihood that a ma- that some man existed that that did good things, like that his and his name was Yeshua or Ragnar? whatever. Or Ragnar, yeah. Like, I would say that Jesus is probably the equivalent of Ragnar Lothbrok from history, where... I don't even know what that is. Oh, so he was a Viking that, like, people... He was more a legend than anything, you know, but there also is this 
idea that there are things that happen that he didn't do, but are attributed to him Mm -hmm. or that there's like really, there's other really great figures from history that they are say are his sons that maybe aren't his sons. Um, I don't know all the, I don't think anybody will ever know the real history of that, but I would say that's Jesus. He's just some man that people knew and talked about. But then when they finally actually wrote his history down 50 years later, Mm -hmm. it was all secondhand stories and it, so I'm like, no, there's, that's the other reason why I don't believe in the Bible is because none of it was written down until decades after hmm. Jesus's life and yeah, his supposed life. Now. <laughs> just, just getting around to it. Yeah, you know. yeah exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, now you're writing it down. It's yeah. like none of it are actually firsthand accounts from the apostles. So like how, and I, and I use this analogy. Like if you tell me about uh, an English lesson that you had, um, from from senior year high school second semester. What do you want to know? Just like tell me, tell me, tell me exactly what the teacher said. Oh, I have no how idea. she taught the class, no like uh, what her countenance was like. Tell me, you know, all tell I me. Remember was I had Mr. Lund, if you remember him. That's oh, what I'm yeah. saying. It's yeah, like that was it. that wasn't even 50, 30 years ago. That yeah, was sure. ten years ago. Yeah, for yeah. twelve, maybe twelve. I don't know how long. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, of course, of course, the Sermon on the Mount isn't even remotely close to word for word of what Jesus said. Yeah, for sure. Or if the Sermon on the Mount even happened. Mm -hmm. So like, that's why I'm like, the likelihood of the Bible being true is very unlikely. Yeah, I think that was something that, I was kind of had the same progression as you when I first was leaving the church. It was like, okay, the church is not true, um, but like I still consider myself a Christian, you know, and then Mm -hmm. that unraveled pretty quickly because I was like, okay, there's zero evidence of water completely covering the earth yeah. 4,500 years ago. Um, Tower of Babel does not make sense because that's not how languages are derived, you know, like mm-hmm. they take thousands of years right. to come up with like microscopic changes within language, you know, like mm-hmm. we're just slowly chipping away. And so for me, it became, I mean, freaking um, the dude, Jonas, Jonah, I can't remember. Yeah. Jonah and the whale. Um, I think it's Jonas in Spanish, but I can't. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, um, like, dude, you're going to live in a whale for three days. <laughs> like what? You know? And yeah. so like, for me, it's like, I finally realized, Oh, these are just like stories. They're yeah. fables. These yeah. were folklore that mm-hmm. was told to people to like keep them online or to just kind of explain things the best they could because yeah. they didn't know how or languages, um, yeah. like the yeah. origins of language, they didn't know how like these things derived. Like they didn't know where all the animals came from, you know? So like, they're just making up these fables, these folklore stories. I'm like, okay, so if that's the case, then how, how can I take anything in the new Testament seriously? You know? Yeah. And even when I was in the mission, dude, I remember, I remember exactly where I was at. I was in my very last area, dude. I was reading Jesus the Christ and I finished reading it, this fat book, Jesus the Christ. And I got done all of it. And I was just kind of sitting there and I was like, I don't even understand the purpose of Jesus Christ. Like my, why does someone have to die so that I can go and live with God? Like, why can't, Amen. why can't God just be like, Wingardium Leviosa, (laughs) right? You know, and you're safe. There's this thing. There's this thing that I always like to say that I think is funny. That um, so most Christian religions believe that God and Jesus are the same person, right? And if you're Mormon and you believe that they're not, then it's even more ridiculous. So God created man, 
and he put man on earth and he made sin a thing. Mm -hmm. And then he got mad that we did the things he made sins. So he decided I'm going to send myself to earth Mm -hmm. to sacrifice myself unto myself to appease myself. Yeah, doesn't make sense. Yeah. And if you're Mormon and you believe that him and and him and Jesus are different, then you believe that that God's first children upset him so badly that he had to have his eldest son murdered. Yeah. To yeah. be okay with his his old or his younger children doing the sins that they did. Like yeah. it just is the most absurd thing. Got to sacrifice Gary for your sins. That's what I'm saying. That's like that's like if that's like if Scout came along and she tipped over the jar of jam and it crashed on the floor. And I got so mad that I'm like, now your brother has to die so that I can forgive you for that. It's the most insane thing. It doesn't make sense to me. I think kind of going along with what you were saying, I think it's, it's a story. It, this dude might've lived, but like with time, his uh, reputation was built around, Mm -hmm. you know, like you hear, I like to read Western stories and you hear all the time of like, this gunfighter there were like uh 15 kills that were attributed to him but in all actuality he only killed like three people because Mm -hmm. people were building up the story like around him to make him bigger than what he was i think that's in my opinion that's to make people afraid of him yeah for sure yeah Yeah, it Mm -hmm. could be that for sure you know and so i don't know that's the enemy afraid yeah that's my opinion on the whole Mm -hmm. thing i don't really get why he's needed you know i think i I hear a lot of people you know stays in mormonism for the gospel of jesus christ he can distinguish the church the organization and the gospel of jesus christ like to him those are two different things well then you don't need the you don't need the corporation for the gospel of jesus bingo (laughs) bingo ding 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 you know i'm like i don't know it doesn't make sense to me like why do you want to stay if You've already separated the two. Yeah. And that's why I thought when we first made the decision that we're like, oh, we're not LDS anymore. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I can still have the gospel of Jesus and I can still believe in Jesus and God and not need the Mormon church yeah. or any organized religion. Yeah. From the very get go. Like decided for the both of us. <laughs> well, I said when we left, I, well, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm speaking we for made, me. You're, when I made a decision you're right. we weren't Mormon anymore. I didn't say when I made no, the no, decision. No. I said when we it. decided we're not Mormon anymore, I, I, I mm. realized or told myself that I didn't need Mormonism to have that gospel. It was far more easier for me. Really? I was like, church is really boring. <laughs> it's way boring. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was one of those Mormons who appeared very spiritual, but yeah. I have never read the Book of Mormon. Awesome. But the, the <laughs> Lucky thing you. That's interesting to me about you is that, so like since we've all left and we've talked more about it, you had the mentality and the beliefs more so than I ever thought you did based on your uh, personality (laughs) and somewhat your behavior. Like I always thought that you were just kind of there because that's what was expected of you, which I think to an extent was true. (laughs) True. But then you talk about like how you did have a lot of the guilt and shame about some of the beliefs. Yeah, but it didn't stop me from keep on doing it. (laughs) She didn't say she didn't believe it. She said it was boring. Right. Yeah. Uh, yes. This, yeah. Is, this is just a. Side but I didn't realize how much I thing. didn't really like. I was like, yeah, I believe, and I thought I really believed. Yeah. And then when we left, I mean, almost to a point like I've not read the CES letter because I don't feel like it's going to do anything for me. Yeah. Probably yeah. not. Because yeah, I, probably not. I, and like I feel sad when Brad's going has went through his faith crisis really because he really feels lied to. And yeah, I feel lied to, but I also feel like maybe I didn't fully subscribe anyway 
Yeah. Well, it's like I said, I'm I'm mad because you also you also I did were, serve part at least part of yes, a mission. You were punished, heavily. and yeah, and you, I you were like, betrayed by the church. I yeah. was never betrayed yeah. by the church. I came home and I was like the pariah. social pariah because I came home early and and you paid for it. Yeah. I mean, it's okay now, but like m- with money and out. mental health, and yeah, yes, I paid yes. for yeah, and I forgot where I was gonna <laughs> go with that. What I was saying, but um. Liz and I's progression was definitely very different from when we decided but that we were out. But it was simultaneously, which I feel Yes, it happened at the, ex- at the same time, which is very yeah. nice. But Liz heard other people's, um, like Heidi, Kelsey's sister, talk about it. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's why I don't like church. It's not true. Yeah. I so I'm kept, done and I'm I out. I kept racking my brain. Why don't I want to go to church? Like, what do I really believe? And at first, my, my uh, initial belief was, Oh, my relationship with God is based on fear. I only do these things yes. because I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. I only say prayers at night because if I don't, my house will burn down. Mm-hmm. So I had these really OCD kind of weird things. Mm-hmm. And then when people were like, isn't it kind of weird that the only way you can be with your family is if you pay the church money? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> what? you got to pay your, you got to pay your club dues in order to yeah. a- achieve the highest level of the yeah. kingdom. All these yeah. things that I hadn't really thought about or I wasn't able to because I was I don't know, just the way that you grow up in it and you can't yeah. question. I mean, I remember being a teenager, maybe like 14, and we're at girls camp and we're talking about Joseph Smith and everybody's getting really emotional and they like we're holding chains nice. to <laughs> really elicit a, an, an emotion of like, oh, he suffered for us. I'm right. surprised like, you guys didn't have jars of tar and some baggies <laughs> of We might have feathers. We might have been holding chains and Jeez. feathers. Jeez. Do you remember this? I remember the chains. I don't remember the feather part, but and even the chains is, is only pretty vague. Yeah, and I remember thinking, oh, wow, Joseph Smith did this for us. And then I'm like, wait, why do I feel more emotion towards Joseph Smith than I do Jesus? Is that wrong? Like, That's because we only then, ever talk about Joseph Smith. And then in that moment, I'm like, oh, push that out of your mind. Mm. Literally oh, the first, burn down. Push that out of your mind. The, literally the first lesson that you teach as a missionary is about Joseph Smith yeah. Yeah. and what he did. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, no, we, p- people, people say that and, so this also goes along with our progression of leaving the church. Liz was like, yeah, that's not true. I'm out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have to read everything. I have to listen to every podcast. I have to, I read through. the, I read everything. And, and then I would get into conversations with people on YouTube and, and, uh, yeah, he was, he was trolling. I, yeah. I would <laughs> kind of trolling, trolling but also trying to like reason with unreasonable people, which I now yeah. realize you can't do. But when I would ask people, I'm like, so you say you believe in Jesus and you believe in the atonement. So then do you believe that you can get to heaven by just accepting Jesus and, and living a good life? Yeah, I do believe that I can make it to the heaven by only accepting Jesus and living a good life and living a Christ-like life and knowing that he is the only way through to repentance. And I'm like, okay, so then that's not what your church teaches. Your church teaches that you, (laughs) yeah, not even remotely close. Your church teaches that you have to go to church every Sunday. You have to have callings. You have to pay tithing. You have to attend the temple regularly. Word of wisdom. You have to live by the word of, you have to live by the word of, no, you don't have to live by the word of wisdom. Bullshit. You don't. If you're not living the word of wisdom or the law of chastity, you can't go to the temple. If you don't go to the temple, you can't be married in the temple. You can't get those saving ordinances. Yep. So no, your your church doesn't teach that Jesus is the way to heaven. Your church teaches that only they are the way to heaven. Yeah. Money is the way to heaven. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Which is hilarious. <laughs> the other story I find funny from the Lehi's vision of like the great and spacious building and the iron <laughs> rod and the 
the water and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. The, the church is the great and spacious building. Yes. Uh, every, all these temples they're building, yes. like they're the most obscene, gaudy eyesores. I've ever since leaving the church, I cannot see the temples without just getting angry at the amount of money they spend on them and what it represents. And why are they so concerned about dead people? Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't we be helping the people? Like, didn't G- wasn't Jesus's whole ministry helping people? And yeah. we're like, not only the dead ones. Yeah. yeah. Well, and especially where the, the other teaching is that all of the temple work will be done in the millennium. Yeah. So why are we focusing so hard on it now? Busy work. Yeah. It's, it's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. It's to keep people immersed. Cult. And, and to feel like they are getting, like they're building these beautiful, huge temples to make people feel like they're actually getting something for their time and effort. Yeah. Cause I'm like, you could be, you could be doing these, these, uh, temple ordinances literally in the woods. All you need is an altar and the proper words, apparently. Let's start doing So why that. are you building these giant temples that cost tens of millions of dollars in some cases, hundreds I think I the hate, Salt Lake. I hate the light pollution as well. Yeah, I also hate that. But I was reading this thing the other day. Um, that the, other day. the amount, the amount of money that the Salt Lake Temple cost in its time was like twenty or thirty million. Which now, what? or wait, no, Whoa. maybe it was t- whatever it is. The the inflation adjusted is over a hundred million dollars now. I'm like, well, yeah, that's not like, surprising. People were like getting their bone china and breaking yeah. it up so that they could put it in. Yeah, the and temple. that's the other thing, and that that's just based off of the actual money that the church spent, <laughs> not to not to count the, the, free the labor. tens of thousands of free labor hours mm-hmm. of free labor they had How going into who, like, it. Like lost How limbs. They, How yeah. could they possibly have that much money at such an early phase? It took forty years to build, and. And That's people, insane. new converts were giving money and land and businesses as Chickens. like, chick, yeah, they were giving money to the church to pay for this because they thought that they had to. That's crazy. A lot of people, a lot of people gave everything they had and lived and died without ever seeing that temple finished. Yeah. Dude, my great, great, great grandpa was one of those men. He was super prominent dude in New York. Um, and he had hotels, he had freaking land, he had an island, he had like all sorts of crap, mm-hmm. and he gave it all to the church, um, and then strolled into the Salt Lake Valley with $6. Holy oh, cow. Geez. But like his, I can't remember the exact figure, but basically like what he had now is over, it would be worth like over $250 million. Oh my gosh. In today's money, yeah. Um, That's insane. It's nuts, man. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. The San Diego temple is the other one that costs close to a hundred million dollars to build adjusted for inflation and whatnot. That's insane. It is insane. Yeah. Those are probably the two most obscene buildings they own. Like the San Diego and the Salt Lake temple are the, probably the most, the most extravagant. Well, the conference center, I'm talking about temples specifically. The conference center is another thing in itself. Just Mm. absurd. Yeah. Mm. I don't understand why they're tearing down that building at the Salt Lake Temple Square. Why are they tearing down that building that's not that old? It looks yeah. like it, it's like in great shape. They're just tearing it down. They got, I don't know if you heard, but they got like a lot of money. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They got billions of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, how do you feel now? I feel really, <laughs> I ahead. I feel really good. Um, I feel happy. You know, I've, I had family members tell me, when I was leaving the church, like, oh, you can't be happy now. Yeah, you know? that's and what my dad said to my sister. Yeah, and uh, you can't be truly happy. Yeah. Yes, can't, you can't have yeah. joy, everlasting joy. Yeah. Um, yeah, you think you're happy. 
the funny thing is I've never heard of anyone having like a happiness barometer to explain <laughs> yeah. this, you know, happiness judgment. Right. Yeah. They don't have that. It doesn't exist. So I'm, I'm more happy. Just take me at my word. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I can be in charge of my life. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm in control. I feel like um, I don't have to adhere to rules that a liar, AKA Joseph Smith, um, you know, set in place. Um, why do I need to be like perfect at these commandments when he was clearly, mm-hmm. you know, not lying about yeah. so many things or um, even perfect at his own, his own yeah. teachings, yeah, his own doctrine. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, more than anything, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, I can, I can do things because I choose to do them or to not do them. Mm-hmm. Um, if I want to have a cup of coffee, or not, it's because I choose to. It's not because mm-hmm. I can't because bean water is bad. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, some leaf water is okay, but bean water is bad. I'm like, yeah. That doesn't make sense to me, you know. Um, if I want to buy something from the store on Sunday, I can, you know. And so for me, it's been an incredibly freeing feeling um, to be able to dictate where I go with my life and feel that I don't have to... I don't know, live up to weird expectations that mm-hmm. don't make sense to me anymore. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Some people ask me like, well, what, what bad things does the church do? You know, what bad things, um, were ever taught to you in church? I'm like, okay, how much time do you have? Yeah, for <laughs> real. Like, obviously there were lots of bad things, but like, honestly, like I was happy in the church. It's not like I was like begrudgingly like going to church every week. Like I didn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I thought it was boring, but like, it wasn't just like, oh gosh, church, you know, it was just like, <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. That's what I was doing. Like I was happy in the church, but am I happier now? For sure. Yeah. You know? And I don't know, that seems uh, really counterintuitive to people who might still be in the church, but yeah. that's, that's been my situation anyways. Yeah. Well, Liz and I find that we are able to be more loving of everybody, Definitely. more accepting, sure. less judgmental, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't and see, far happier. I don't see I don't see other people, and I'm like, you know, these guys are my brothers and sisters, um, but they can't be fully happy because I don't have the gospel of Jesus Christ in their yeah. life. You know, so I'm I'm kind of like putting myself on a pedestal when I say that kind of stuff. I'm kind of having an elitist attitude when I say that kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like mm-hmm. I'm better than them, but they're my brother and sister. <laughs> you know, it's like no, like I just see them as human beings. You know, yeah. um, and so for me, kind of like this world family has taken on taken on a different approach for me whereas before i was like yep let it burn jesus coming you know yeah. like <laughs> signs of the times yeah exactly where i'm like no we really need to take care of this planet we really need to um you know stop these needless wars and we really mm-hmm. need to take care of each other you yeah. know rather than just like jesus coming we can't help it anyways you know yeah. it's not gonna burn it's like uh, you're going to do good things and be nice to people because you want to do those things exactly. and be a nice person. Not because you're afraid that if you don't, you're going to go to hell. Yeah. So Sierra was telling me the story that soon after she left the church, she went to Walmart and was buying a bunch of things. And when she got out to the car, she had Emery all buckled in. Um, and then she realized that there were some diapers on the lower part of the, the cart that didn't get um, scanned or whatever. So she didn't pay for them. And she's like, no one noticed, no one saw. She could literally put it in the trunk right now and drive away and no one would be the wiser. But she got Emery out of the car, you know, put her back in the car, went back in and paid for him. Not because there's some eternal reward at stake, Mm -hmm. but because she truly wants to be like a good human being and like 
give off good things to mm-hmm. the earth, you know, have that good energy, you know? And so I'm like, that's so much more powerful. Wouldn't, mm-hmm. if God and Jesus are real, wouldn't they want that to be the core motivator behind everything rather than just like some eternal promise? or Yeah. Some yeah. Eternal yeah. yeah if God and Jesus were real, they wouldn't tell anybody about themselves. They wouldn't have a religion based around them. The glorified they would, Yeah. They would want people to be good just for their own yeah. good feeling, not because they're afraid. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It all goes back to the fear mentality Mm -hmm. of Mormonism. Of course. Yeah. So crazy. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Well. Man, oh man, oh man. I really appreciate you guys, you know, taking the time to have me on and stuff. For me, this, these kind of conversations are very, very therapeutic. Mm -hmm. And so I really appreciate, you know, you guys inviting me on and and taking the time because I don't know, they're you don't have a ton of people you can talk so candidly with, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. there's, it's, it's kind of limited, you know, even if you do have 50% of your friends who are not LDS anymore, it's like, there's still a good chunk of your life that you spend and you're not allowed to say these things. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really appreciative of you guys having me on and, you know, taking time out of your day and letting me. Vent Dude, we're so glad you took time out of your yes. day to come yes. do this with us. No, <laughs> so we're so yeah. happy. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, man. Love you. You too. And we're here anytime you want to talk off the record too. Cool. So appreciate it. Come up. We'll have a, we'll have a whiskey and we'll talk. Wonderful. So yeah. Thanks for coming on. Gluten-free whiskey. Yeah. Gluten-free. Most important part for sure. All right. Thank you.